to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Slither. Woo! I love Slither. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray, press play, press pause when the Universal logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black, press pause. And the second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play, press you'll pause. press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'd be like the commentary, rolling. except of course with four friends in your heads. Those friends that speak of myself as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Darkman Scott. I'm so excited, he actually said Blu-ray. <laughs> he said Blu-ray. <laughs> Trey, the amazing Stokes. The opening has gotten so convoluted, it's, it's virtually unintelligible And for now. the first time on Down in Front, we, we have a surprise for you. Even the chat room didn't know. Nathan Fillion is here. Hey! Ouch! Nathan, that was cruel. Yeah, Nathan Fillion's not here. He was in Saving here. Private Ryan. Sorry, guys. Nathan Fillion's not here. I wish he was. It'd be cool if he was. He doesn't not. know we exist. I thought. I thought. If you, I thought all he had needed to have Nathan Fillion appear is say his name, and he say just shows name. up. I think you have Nathan to say Fillion, it fifty Fillion, times. Fillion, yeah. Yeah. It's in, like in Bloody Mary. He's gonna show up as a zombie. <laughs> yeah, from... Slither. Uh, okay, James Gunn. Slither. Let's talk. What's up? You are fun. I like you. <laughs> I would watch you even if Nathan Fillion wasn't in you. So guess what, Slither? You ain't Castle. Uh. Um. This movie is... That's a good thing, just so you know. Yeah, dude, <laughs> seriously. that wasn't clear. Nathan Fillion, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it's very edgy to say that Nathan Fillion's a badass anymore, because I think everyone finally knows who he is. Even the people that have spent the last 10 years talking about Firefly. Sadly, it's because of Castle that, yeah, that, exactly. that happened. Now he looks like Nathan Fillion cake. Uh, the, um, this movie is just a blast. It's obviously, it's, it's cribbing from a, a bunch of different sources and putting together a pastiche, uh, a little genre stew movie, and it's it's fun. And, and if this movie wasn't fun, it would be a nigh criminal offense, considering its yeah. writer and its star. But it is, and it's <laughs> it got a lot of great lines. I'm not gonna say it. This movie does not look like something that <laughs> fell off your dick in the war. This movie's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, it you know, and it, it's it's a little. It could have been uh, ten minutes shorter, maybe. But it's it's time that I don't mind spending on it. Uh, I have a blast with it. I think it's cool. Really down to eighty six minutes, you think? <laughs> well, is you know, it ninety six? Is that yeah? The yeah but there's it's this movie's. It doesn't have the weight on its shoulders of having to introduce you to the concepts at work. You're sort of like, got it, slugs, zombie kind of things, right there with you. Let's right. just go. It's uh, a fat 96. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that uh, disturbs me about this movie, aside from the things that are supposed to be disturbing, are um, actually just one. Michael Rooker is a weird, disgusting-looking guy. Who are we talking Always about? Always has been. Who's yeah, he? I know. The guy. The, the, the guy who famous becomes famous playing a serial killer. Mm-hmm. That was his first you know, big breakthrough role. Uh, I, he's just a... He, he's I'm creepy. sure he's a really nice dude. He's just... Something about his face puts him in almost Uncanny Valley mood for me. He was like... He looks kind of like a cartoon skull. Kind of, yeah. With his very wide jaw and... I don't know. Anyway. He doesn't Twitter often, but when he does, it's bizarre. Slither is fun. Bren? You know, I watched it uh, on DVD at some point a long time ago. I remember very, very little of this film, so this should be interesting. Um, but I did, I do remember enjoying it. It was definitely a thing like, oh, the Firefly guy. I'm going <laughs> to give him a movie, yeah. The Firefly guy. Yeah. Um, but I do remember enjoying it, and, and horror has never really been my been my bag, uh, so to speak. So even though I can enjoy a, a good horror film. but I never uh, see you with a bag. I have bags. <laughs> okay. Horror <laughs> uh, is not one of them. We just haven't seen that one. He has the other bags. Uh, he the has other the Star bags. Trek bag. I have the totally science fiction bag. bag. I have yeah. many science fiction bags. He has the um, aerospace bag. He just oh, yeah. keeps them in his car. They're too heavy to lug yeah. around <laughs> right. with his arms. Talk about some bags that don't yeah. fit in the overhead compartment. <laughs> anyway, uh, I do remember enjoying it, but um, beyond that, I don't. I do remember certain moments. I do remember liking the the the. The end set piece climax thing, and it being like, "Wow, you really doing something?" They went for weird it. and gross, but out there. <laughs> Twenty-five right. puppeteers. Yep. Anyway, Michael. 
yeah, I I rewatched this do you like, movie. Do you like Flivver? I do. Like um, I, I and exactly <laughs> like it, when you? exactly when it said like that too. That's just <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> we like Flivver. Love Flivver. Oh, you like Flivver? Yeah, Flivver's really great. Isn't yeah, Flivver's um, really awesome. I'm I'm sorry for that. I apologize. Who, who are we doing right <laughs> now? I, really I don't know. It just felt right. <laughs> we were doing all of Comic Con as that one person. That felt really skeevy just then. I'm a silly little ragdoll. Anyway, uh, up until <laughs> up until yesterday, rewatching it, my recollection was the same as Bryant's. I was like, I liked it. Uh, some, I don't remember yeah. why or what, but I remember liking it. So I rewatched it so I'd have more to say. And yeah, it's a it's a great little horror. F- it's it's really interesting to watch a horror comedy that's a different kind of horror comedy than Shaun of the Dead. Go on. Um, it's about. I mean, we talked about Shaun of the Dead is a horror movie that follows funny characters, but they don't. They don't know they're being funny. They're just they're just silly, essentially, and we're following them through a very serious situation. Whereas this one is not not more self aware, but it's about it's about characters who have a sense of humor, and that's you like them because they're people. You know, you get a sense that these are real people. These aren't just people screaming and running. These aren't just cannon fodder for for the zombies. You get a sense that these are real people who have real lives outside of the movie, and I think that's what makes this movie. Um, really successful as a as a story and as a, a piece of filmmaking outside of just the weird little B movie pastiche that it is, um, and and why I think it deserves more recognition because it works really well on that level in a way that a lot of big movies don't. Yeah, where did this movie go? Like, I really liked this movie when it came out, but then it's not one of those things that people talk about. That no, often. I remember it popping up and being a thing. It was it was all, it was one of those things, but it was a thing with the like us crowd, y- with yeah, us crowd, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember it being wasn't those, a thing with real people. It yeah. was underground. <laughs> with Nobody jo- else heard with of jobs it. and credit cards. I remember it being a thing like, oh, this is. That that looks like fun. I should I should go check that out. Well, it's in the theater, and then it being gone before you actually <laughs> get a chance to do that. Um, and I looked and it was gone. Yeah, which was uh, the same way with Sunshine. Yeah, Trey. Uh, I it, this movie is very successful at, set, at doing what it set out to do, which is uh, not just is recreate. Uh, as I recall, the 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 intent was to recreate a very specific kind of vibe of 80s horror yeah which, you, which it absolutely totally, does which it totally, totally nails and we can talk about uh, the ins and outs of that. and the puppets and my my, awesome. my great my great thing about when i finally saw this movie and i you know was totally below my radar and i didn't see it in the theater thir- certainly didn't see it in the theater certainly i told you it's going to catch on man. yeah but <laughs> leather um, yeah leather <laughs> but uh but i did see it on video and of course my first thought was oh why didn't i get the fucking call because it's like i i i know i used to do this stuff i would totally you know love to do another movie where i get to crawl under the big pile of flesh and Vaseline and thrash it around. I mean, there oh, are, there are all movies I didn't get to be part of. There are absolutely moments where I'm like, this is the blob. This yeah. is the blob right now. It's the, get the blob. It's you know James Gunn has seen it. Yeah. Oh, the you know the thing. Oh, yeah. Those, you know, it's, it's it's all those movies. I mean, um, the final design of the of the monster is very much like the the final stage of the thing with the big the with Michael Rooker's face on its ass. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's uh, but it's a great. It's I remember my same issue, and I didn't get a chance to catch up with it, so it's been a while. I just remember being entertained by it, and uh, you know, and watching it again with the commentary to find out what they were up to, and and you know, enjoying it, and really going, oh, okay, that was really fun. Um, but mostly, I was just left with a sense of I wish I got to be part of it. Yeah. I wish I got to be there. Aw, nerds. Damn it. Anyway, you're at the point where the Universal logo, I think it was, faded to black. Like I am here, put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. Hi, James. We know you're watching. We know you're watching. What's up, buddy? High five. I love your hair. (laughs) By the way, in the chat room, Pavlich will be troping. 
Let's start. Yeah, with that. This, if we can't find tropes in this movie, we ain't we ain't trying. Dude, yeah, we ain't not, trying. Yeah, John, you better be firing about like the tropes. Gatling gun. And it By starts right away with the classic. It came from yeah. space. As someone who has very recently done a uh, CG asteroided space shot, I, I, they went in interesting ways with this. They made this a much more uh, rocky shape, uh, a lot more divots, a lot less moon. Uh, then again, it's not all the way to the Armageddon spectrum. I've had to think about asteroids a lot lately. <laughs> It's a good, it's a good looking effect though. It works for me. It's got a somehow the CG feels cheesy but not bad, and that's a really weird zone to be in where it feels like a cheesy effect shot, but it doesn't look like a bad effect shot. No, you you almost almost right right from the get go you're watching and you're like I see what kind of movie this is and I accept it. (laughs) You know what it might be? I I accept. They might have done like a beautiful photo reel. CG implementation of like the MST3K planet kind of mm. effect, where they like made a really photoreal shitty planet or, or asteroid, but this or, that goes out the window. Or made that a, just looks a great. really photoreal representation of a paper mache rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pavlich begins by saying this is a X meets Y kind of movie. Night of the Creeps meets the Thing meets the Blob. Yeah, yeah, I would say pretty much all. It's kind of all the same movie though. The uh, the the, what uh, Gunn did, and he wrote the screenplay, obviously for this, right? In addition to directing, Mm -hmm. Um, and he also we haven't uh, given his credits yet, but he also wrote Captain Night of the Living, uh, the Dawn of the Dead, the remake of two thousand four Dawn of the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead, the Sleeperhead of two thousand four. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love the fact that it's like really Sleeperhead. Where did that come from? That that hundred million dollar studio film. Yeah, yeah, that big budget studio film with a huge advertising budget that was released in thousands of theaters. Sleeper hit totally um he can't not just in the style but in 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 the basic the absolute the the basic core of the story he went right to what makes that kind of movie that kind of movie and it's the body horror yes it's the idea of there's a thing in my body and it's changing me yeah it's the it's the it's it's, taking control and i'm no longer in control you know it's the it's the aids movie it's the you know which is what the 80s horror movie body horror movies were were a response to among other things is uh you know, it's it's the there's something in me, and you know I'm not human anymore, and I'm you know, I'm becoming a monster and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like you know every movie we've named so far is that is the, you know the Blob is about that, the Fly is about that, you know on and on and on. And there were some some lower budget movies that you know the, those really bizarro low budget movies that like I all the zombie movies yeah that, that I basically. that I participated in a little bit. Uh, but there was like this one about these rich people that that get together and and they transmorph themselves. And there's a classic shot. I'm sure you can find the picture on the internet where there's a guy whose face is an ass. And he goes like he's like he's like he's like his face is coming out of someone's ass, and he's like, "Hey," <laughs> and it's like this weird thing because they do it for fun. They twist themselves and all these different things. So you know, you know, Gunn's got that that video on his wall too. Um, and those are done by you know, I I participated in a few of those movies, but they were done by uh, you know people like Screaming Mad George and those kind of guys who would do these like twisted, convoluted human shapes. So the movie immediately, you know, just as it's like this is what it's going to be about. This is the general movie we're making. You know, immediately nailed what '80s horror movies were about. Yeah. Even even starting with the dudes sitting in the car. That's like how yeah. they all start. Uh, yeah. Small town sheriffs in yeah. the killer car. clowns from outer space. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. This movie also has the added benefit of somewhat uh, of zombie related themes. Yeah. Can I, well, well, this is just sort of taking them all. So it gets a little bit of that going on. It's like it's pushing a shopping cart through all the movies. Ever. It's like I'll take one of these. I'll take some of those. That's got the similar girl in the tub. Yep. Yeah. That's got the similar body horror theme as well. It's it's the idea of body snatchers. Something is something is going to take me over. It's no longer going to be me. It's no longer going to be the people i love but it's going to look like them and and you know how do i deal with that you know something is taking us away from ourselves as long by the as way it looks I like can, elizabeth banks it can do yeah, anything that's, that that scene right there is like 
the best and most accurate description hey, of evolution I've ever seen yeah. in a movie. And then <laughs> from this point on, the science is out the yeah, window. Out the window. <laughs> Just, hey, who's that guy there? That was director James Gunn. That was director James Gunn doing a cameo. Now, and here's the thing about Elizabeth Mr. Banks Rooker, and Michael Rooker. That works. That works. Elizabeth Banks and Michael Rooker are both. Uh, I like them both on screen, and I think that Elizabeth Banks is attractive, and I think Michael Rooker is great, and all those things in place. Got it? There are two people that have a jaw that's ten percent larger than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a little, just ten percent. Imagine if they really had kids. Yeah, It'd be like a giant jaw. Uh, God, it would look like uh, American Dad. This is a, this is a great uh, save the cat scene for uh, Nathan. For is Nathan. awesome in this movie. He's like, hey, your mom's over there. He just kicks it in the he kicks the kid in the ass yeah. in a way that seems completely fine. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't seem it doesn't even seem creepy, let alone cruel. It's just oh, get out of there. You yeah. know, he's like, well, he's a, he's like pushing a dog along. Go. He's a cool guy. You know, the kids like him, and and he's known them for a while. And I like I like that they have him getting because it's clearly this weird relationship you know older man younger woman and as we find out <laughs> i love this well if you had a gina what's a gina it's a country he's rob better yeah <laughs> as, as we uh <laughs> you know he he um he as we find out clearly has been in love with elizabeth banks the whole time and he's defending their relationship he's saying hey fucking takes all kinds to move the world who are you who are we to criticize and stuff like that there's his you know there's his save the cat moment he's a good guy even though yeah. Even though if anyone should be bitter about this situation and bitching about it, he's still magnanimous him, about it. But he's still cool about it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm that's not creepy. though. This creeps me out. It's like, what do you, Elizabeth? What, 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 what are you thinking with that guy? Why'd you marry that guy? Mm. I, Michael, but that, I, but that is the interesting. It's an interesting subversion watching this again because you expect it to be like a weird thing. Like this, this scene is a little is what you expect of their relationship, but they do actually clearly have an affection for each other. Yeah. She clearly cares about him, and he. Very He's clearly. clearly made out of grease. He, I mean, he, <laughs> he is oily. As as weird and creepy yeah. as he is, um, he loves her. Ultimately, right before the you know the little needle alien gets inside him, he turns down the opportunity to to do it with this chick who is totally trying to jump his bones because he wants to stay faithful to her. Yeah. Even though she just, even though she just kicked him out of the bed, didn't want to yeah. have sex with him. He's remaining faithful to her, and that's a really surprising direction yeah. to he's take. He's a twisted uh, monster from outer space, but he's faithful to his wife. So yeah. Yeah. Save the cat moment for somebody who then immediately turns into the villain. Yeah. Turns into but, the monster. Yeah. but I suppose it is also an important thing for them to do because his, because his love for her transfers in... The, when the alien takes over his body, it experiences that, and that's why it cares for her as well. Mm. It's never... Uh, as as made clear in some of the trivia and stuff that I I read, um, it's never felt that before, which is why it becomes like really obsessed over her and stuff like that, and you know, it starts crying when he when when it meets her because it's like, it's I've never felt any of these things before. This is crazy. I will throw one out there and say Michael Rooker has clearly kept good uh, good care of himself. Oh yeah, good I love looking. this look. This <laughs> yeah. during the headlights during the look. headlights karaoke scene. <laughs> you guys ever? I've never done karaoke in my life. I've I've, I've, I've gone ever? to karaoke, but I have never done karaoke. I did karaoke on Monday last week. It sounds like it's know. fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I can imagine. He looks like Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. He does. Oh look, the in the background the. Karaoke on the screen doesn't match the uh, oh, what no. she's saying. That's James because Gunn James Gunn is a genius. genius. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, James Gunn is a genius. Yeah, in a Kubrickian fashion. Now this girl looks it's real weird later when she's inflated like a giant Pac-Man. A little bit, but she looks a little weird now too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's the two extremes. She's, yeah, she's a giant balloon later, but she's like super skinny right here. But yeah, she she, she looks like she's made out of ginger. This is definitely. This is definitely. She would go well with a ginger ale. This is definitely the character you look at and you're like, 
you weren't raised quite right. <laughs> we can we can definitely. <laughs> it, I think it's one of those things. That. Like uh, if I were if I were trapped in that small town for the rest of my life, I guess I would. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no one in this movie seems to acknowledge the fact that Michael Rooker's character is like late forties, early fifties. Like he's, his his wife is like thirty two, thirty three. No, they do. They they make it very yeah. clear that that's that, that everyone, that everyone's like together, he's exactly. so old and yeah. The, the, that was that was the scene I was talking about with the Nathan Fillion scene. She was he. Everyone was talking about God. That's weird. He's so old and she's like in the prime of her life. I and mean, he's like, fuck you guys. They happy together. Oh okay. I missed that yesterday because I was too busy going. I love Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion is so awesome. He kicked that kid in the ass. And it was great. You know, I uh, he's such a douchebag, dude. You try kicking anyway. a kid in the ass on screen and having people walk away liking you. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you it's harder than it looks. Kick, kick the kid instead of killing, save yeah. the cat. But how do you save a cat by kicking a kid? Yeah, Depends it's on impossible. the kid. And yet somehow it works. Well, we were talking before we we recorded this. We were talking about when I shot Pet Cemetery Two, which I guess kind of one of counts as an 80s body horror movie I guess although yeah, yeah late 80s that's a zombie-ish movie yeah zombie-ish and body horror so it is kind of in the zone um, and we shot it in a little small town south of Atlanta called Sonoy spelled Sonoya but the locals call it Sonoy um, and uh, and we used to go to this one, the one bar that there was called the county line because it was across the county line because the next county over was a dry county um, these, these as much as we like to go oh is these women exist <laughs> they're real they're, they're, <laughs> they're real you can find them at the county line in Sonoy, Georgia. <laughs> oh boy, can you? Oh my! So well, you're in the movie time. business. I oh my god! It's like it's like it's it's one of the few times you know when you kind of go, wow, I am two beers away from just having sex with you. This yeah. is really two beers that much? No, seriously. Yeah. Watching two light beers. Oh, okay. Watching this movie and later on they've got the little hoedown and stuff like that, and I'm like, God, this is small town life. This is this is their option <laughs> right like here. This, yes. this is their, their no wonder they I keep forgetting that you never had that experience. No, I didn't. Yeah, I've always yeah, been here. Yeah. I've always been in the I've always been like I don't have to do that. I can go to yogurt <laughs> land. They hate us for our freedoms. That's what's going on <laughs> in the Midwest. They totally do. That's the Bill Maher thing. It's like the rest of the country feels about California the way they say that the Muslims feel about America. So we have too much freedom and it pisses them off. I have on multiple occasions as someone who is not pathetic Gone to hang out at Walmart with my friends, because that's we were, just what you we do. In the parking lot, yeah, and or in Walmart. We'll go and walk around Walmart, and make fun of things on the shelves. Yeah, that is a literal <laughs> hobby. Fun. That's like archery or paintball or going to Walmart and make fun of stuff on the shelves. Uh-huh. Those are things that you. I'm do. better than you, Nerf. <laughs> we were just having that conversation the other night. We. Oh no, there's hysterical things at Walmart. Like at the tents in the in the section of the store, they stall tents. They make a really small tent just to show you what that tent looks like when it's big. But who makes the small tents and where can I get one? Because I want a small tent. Like it's. That's the kind of fun you have in Harrison, Arkansas. Population 11,000, home of the KKK. Fuck Harrison, Arkansas. Well, my favorite thing that I ever saw in Walmart was a toothpaste. <laughs> oh, my God. Here yeah, we, we go. We already blew off. I was kidding about the tents, and now he's like, my favorite thing from Walmart. Yeah. No, no, seriously. That reminds me. Dumbass shit in, in Walmart. There's uh, My favorite thing that I ever saw was a like toothpaste like scraper thing. It was like a, you know, the kind of uh, things that you... Uh, you have a bag of potato chips and you want to like keep it sealed and it kind of has that like that clamshell clip little thing. pincher thingy. Yeah, a little pincer thingy. One of those for a tube of toothpaste to get as much of the toothpaste out <laughs> as you could. It's it, what for those who you, use your fingers. For, for those who squeezing the toothpaste was a little too complicated. Yeah, not a lot of grip strength, I guess. You know? <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that's it. A lot of, a lot of old folks shop at Walmart. Yeah, get some torque on that. God, I spent too much time in Walmart. I just so. want to go back to Arkansas and hang out in the corn at night and shine lights on people that walk by. <laughs> that <laughs> be be the local terror. That'd be that fun. We go to fun. Branson and hang out in, uh, in, what's the violin guy's name? Shoji. He'll play Shoji. violin for you for like Shoji. 99 cents. We'll go hang out in Shoji's bathroom. 
A very nice bathroom. A very nice bathroom. And see Yakov Shmirnov. 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 God, I couldn't live like that. I can't even move to Palmdale. Like, that's too far. <laughs> from Palmdale's kind of cool. <laughs> Palmdale's kind of cool and in sort of a, you know, gun-toting, you know, survivalist kind of yeah. way. How do you guys feel about Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks? I like Elizabeth Banks. She's... I like in her fact, too. I'm putting her on my my casting list. I want to see I want to see right her now. and and Parker Posey have a them off. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought you were the one in that movie. No, no, yeah. that was totally you. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're I, totally right. Because she's like, hey, blonde her, hey, brunette her. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally more of a brunette person than I am a blonde person. <laughs> and I've always been more attracted to Parker Posey than. But otherwise, they're but the otherwise same they're exactly the same. Yeah. Parker Posey, really? I can see it. You see it. No, not saying she looks like her. Just saying, Parker Posey, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something. There's something. There's something there. Yeah. And Ooh. not my, not not only my type either, but something about it. Yeah. I something can't tell if she's on. a little more or a little less evolved, but she's something. <laughs> it's somewhere between you know Parker Posey, Josie and the Pussycats versus uh, you know Parker Posey, Mighty Wind. You know, right in there. Yeah, Mighty Wind, Parker Posey. Yeah. I go Eliza Dushku. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Eliza, yeah, Eliza, she she peaked in uh, in the True Lies, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, she just hasn't existed since. Parker Posey See, peaked in Dazed and Confused. If, if I'm going to be interested in somebody, she's playing a sixteen year old. It's kind of a requirement that they be good at their job. Yeah, and Eliza Dushku is not really good at her job. Since when is it a requirement for her to be good at her job to think she's cute? He said so just now. Yes. Yeah. I'm changing the criteria so <laughs> that your thing is stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This totally arbitrary Welcome definition to the that I decided on right now to fit this specific argument. Argument with Brian is like Calvin Ball. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. I win. <laughs> That's on the subject the of uh, Slither Tropes. <clears throat> right. We are watching this movie. No, I was just <laughs> trying to indicate to the chat room. Yeah, in the chat room. Get on the stick there, chat room. Oh. <laughs> Well, I, I, we I, actually, I actually looked, looked up uh, the tropes on this beforehand because... The, because of the, uh, it's called Puppeteer Parasite. I know that one. Um, because yeah. I've seen this, mo- I, I, I'd seen it so much that I'm like, wow, that happens in like a bunch of, of course it's a trope. So I went and looked it up. Yeah. And it's the it's the trope of the parasite that takes over your brain. And sure. um, in some way, I, I remember that it, happened somehow. There was, uh, uh, I mean, there was the movie The Faculty that, that did it yeah. uh, in the late 90s. Animorphs. Animorphs, actually, <laughs> that's, on, that's on the trope stage. It is a what up? TV um, show that's on right now, The Falling Skies. Falling Skies, uh, Stargate would do it, um, and uh, The Outer Limits, one of the very first episodes of The New Outer Limits, um, was about slugs that they found in a mine that got into people's brains and made them do stuff. Um, so so this is a very uh, oh, familiar shit. and interesting trope. Thanks, Doc. You mentioned the Chekhov's gun. There's a massive Chekhov's gun in this movie. Actually, a Chekhov's grenade. Chekhov's grenade. And in fact, someone, I think it's referred to as Chekhov's someone grenade. Someone in the, the chat earlier, I think it was Dr. Submarine, points out that this is the second movie in a row in which Nathan Fillion left the grenade behind and probably should have brought it with him. <laughs> Sure would have been nice if you had some grenades, right don't you think? Now. Tab. She's drinking Tab. I mean, this, this is Which like, of a, course, is a reference to... Man, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I don't know. Second movie I've seen <laughs> this, month, this month that had someone... There was Tab in it. And I was like, where, do you, then, where do you even get Tab? And tab the, still exists. And I then know this still right? exists, but like, where, where is it? And what do you from? call the little thingy that opens the hole on the can the sheriff, on a Tab can? Pepsi. You call it the Tab Tab? No, it's tab. Pepsi. The sheriff the also coke? freaks out about uh, not having Mr. Pibb yes, as well. Yes, that, so. that scene's great. And, of course, the sheriff was also the sheriff in... I don't know. Tell me. The train job. 
Everyone. Oh yeah, that is where I know him from. If you tell me it's Michael Parks, Whoa! I will believe you. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me it's Michael Parks, I'll believe you. That's and he's great in that's this. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's that's so hopeful and desperate. If you tell me it's Michael Parks, I'll believe you. <laughs> no, he's just that good. Who knows Whoa. what he'll play? Michael Parks is playing everyone in this movie. Yeah. I think I think from the commentary, I think uh Nathan Fillion was whether gun knew him or not. But Fillion was like, oh, like uh, they were like he was like buds with that guy, whether before or because of Firefly, and just said, oh, he'd be fun, you know. And said he's really a fun guy to to apparently do with. Fillion was the last lead to be cast, and he was cast a week before they started shooting. Well, that makes sense too. Make it work that way. Nathan Fillion's come a long way like, in five years. Because literally, like at that time, the phone wasn't ringing that much. So yeah. it's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, man. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Let me just get back to Spielberg because we're talking about Private Ryan too. Yeah, actually, the other night I saw him on like Leno or Letterman or something. He was talking about Castle, but I saw him on that. I'm like, they know he exists. <laughs> yeah. I was, ha- I was like, finally, you know, good for him. And yeah. he's probably been on there a ton of times that I just don't know about. But I was, it was so weird to see he's him on a TV, TV show like, now that people, people have seen. So even yeah, weirder he's, than he's Nathan exists. Fillion. For me, is Christina Hendricks blew up, which yeah. was sort of like for a long time it was like that thing yeah. that like that show that no one saw. There's a really hot girl on that show. Am I right? High five with a few people. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, she's the girl that everyone talks about from Mad Men. Yeah, I, okay. I remember meeting her at a convention before Mad Men was coming on. Oh, uh, say it slower. No, I, I was <laughs> no. I, I will completely admit that I was totally like, hi. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm Ryan. Fuck. Uh, what, what do you what do you work? What do you are you do you have anything coming up? And she's like, yeah, well, let's show the guy that did Sopranos on AMC. Oh, that's that's nice. Uh, yeah. That so you want to hang out? Man. Yeah. You're in Firefly. Yeah. Your breasts are huge. Hi. Why? Why? I'm Brian. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> a so, uh, motorboat. But I'm uh, we're Blend starting to get it. some uh, some makeup and prosthetics. Got effects. some body horror yeah. going on. Some, so at what point? I because I forget. At what point do his fingernails fall out? And tell me before it happens. No, no, <laughs> that's not in this one. That's <laughs> okay. Know. Yeah, no, it's a different movie. You hey, are thinking the bank uh, shower scene. Yeah, I mean, no, but they should have because it's an eighties homage. Yeah, so. How do they miss that? Uh, I think Elizabeth Banks has a thing about her boobies because there's been she's had several opportunities throughout movies I've seen her in, and it consistently never does that. Always like the above the collarbone thing or the legs thing. Well, she's she a very, just, you know, she's a very beautiful woman, but she's not that. I don't know. Out. You haven't seen her boobies. She might have like weird shaped scars or something. She she clearly doesn't want you to see them. Yeah. I was actually gonna do. We were talking about something else, but in uh, in The Shining, I was gonna do that when the lady came out of the tub. I'm like, her boobs are lopsided because Kubrick is a genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she needs to see an oculist. Yeah, she's cross-eyed. This yeah, is, there you go. There's the, a funny. The fact. tentacles are actually well done. Like this they is really a great well shot done. here. They, so, uh, so he's. I, I gotta throw one out for the the, the so texturing and surveys in there. Yeah, Centauri. God that, damn it. That is a very obscure Babylon Five reference that this is, two but, people will get. But again, it's it's really. That's a hard effect to sell to oh, the yeah. fog to get the yeah. fog right. It's it's. I was thinking that too. I'm like, god damn, because I'm I'm working on a project that has a lot of condensation on windows and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh I know the God, one you mean. Murderous. Yes, I've seen that. Uh, but um, It's excellent work. It's yeah. very cool. <laughs> but Someday we'll talk about it. Yes. But, uh, you know, th- this whole bit here, it's fascinating because he's, he's totally like, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't kill her. I'm just <laughs> in love with her for whatever insane reason. Apparently, they initially were going to have just one tubule, and he makes the, dis- the distinction that the things that are coming out of his chest are tubules. Everything else is a tentacle. He mm-hmm. grabs with tentacles. He impregnates with tubules. Which we're going to continue to ignore for the rest of this movie. Well, except for it's 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 that's the Chekhov's gun that they had to place because at the end they wanted to have you know that's the one where I kind of go yeah whatever at the end the, the screenwriter's like yeah, whatever it's like yeah he totally had a tubule like inject ten gallons of goo into your, into your stomach oh but it doesn't do it unless the other one happens too right 
Oh, okay. Sure. The it's end, like, I guess. It's like nobody cares. High five. Everyone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, right. slow, slow fade. Roll credits. Happily um, ever after. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they had one initially, and I guess James Gunn made the decision early on, at least in production, because they had two puppets, uh, to have a second one, because just one looks too phallic. I can see Shocking. that. And that's why James Gunn is a genius. <laughs> yeah. here, here's a, but, you know, showing a clip from a trauma movie. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like, he's an okay. old school trauma guy. I think we, he's been budgeting. Yeah, he, totally, yeah. We he totally started out at trauma. He this. worked on, um, I, if you look at his IMDb, he worked on it's Citizen Toxie and Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wrote he wrote Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. He made them build the penis monster, which they subsequently had to use in like every trauma film after to justify the cost, yeah. basically. Chloe said that they made him build the penis no, monster. No, he made them build the penis I don't know. Say monster. it on mic if you're going to say it. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I'm done. You got that. They, he <laughs> made them build a penis monster. I don't know trauma movies, so I'm so, not qualified to there's say a, there's it. A two, penis years monster of, two years of down in front. What makes Chloe speak up? Trauma movies. Yeah. <laughs> trauma movies. And, specifically the penis monster. Yeah. We'll just... I'm not judging. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, I'm just, just pointing I'm just out a fact. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm just saying, isn't it interesting? Yeah. <laughs> that was the nickname I used to use when I was scaring my nephews. Trauma. <laughs> I'm just asking the question. The penis monster. Yeah. You guys yeah. want to see the penis monster? I was trying to prevent Ooh, you you're from scared of the claw. I mean, penis monster. <laughs> Don't laugh at my penis just because it looks like a claw. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the ending, apparently, um, the the double injection thing, part of it was... Uh, according to the trivia, that he was supposed to have gotten a Bill, uh, Nathan Villian's character. He was supposed to have gotten, you know, possessed, and they had to kill him to to really make it end. Uh, after the and whole, they didn't want to have And they so, used right? an and insert to just have a, only one go in. He's exa- too nice to kill. Well, exactly. It's like, and I, gr- I, I think that's a <laughs> smart change because I'm like that. That would be a different tone than the rest of them. Yeah. It turns into the fly. It turns into this tragedy at the end. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, so you yeah. wanna, and, and then he gets to have the even better thing where it's like, this thing is like, put filled him full of goo and he gets yeah. to like walk it off like, yeah. you know, he's like in pain. He's got a gaping wound in his stomach and he gets to like, you know, be, be like the, the victim of that. That's very funny. So yeah, I can totally, so that's the whole thing is it seems like, you know, this total bullshit, like, oh, but it's cool because it needs both fluids. And, you know, yeah. again, no one fucking cares. It doesn't matter. So just whatever. And in fact, it's a stronger reference if it doesn't make sense. It just happens. It and it's, does. And that's a fucking <laughs> movie. I just happen to arbitrarily understand how the alien biology works. Well, it's been, yeah, it's, well, it, it's like we've talked about before. If it's. You know, if you don't see something happen, it's because it can't happen that way. You know, in a in a in a magic bean or whatever, in in like a fantasy land and stuff. That's their way or of saying no, not that. Yeah. So so the fact that we've always seen it go in with both, when we see it not go in with both, we there's no question afterwards. Like, is he okay? Is it gonna right. like you just accept it? It's like if you sure, have to retcon it, it's pretty easy. One is sperm, one is egg, and you have to have both. Otherwise, he just jacked off on your corpse. He that, didn't actually impregnate you. That could be you. true. Ew, that you. <laughs> Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were talking about Planet Terror a couple weeks ago. Uh, do you think this movie could have gotten that same Planet Terror treatment and just throw it on there and then all of a sudden it's a... I mean, the, the only difference is that the well, uh, the mean, movies that this is talking about come a decade or more after the Grindhouse features, but just if you just throw that, that weird Grindhouse filter over it, all the film grain and the color disparition... And the, yeah, uh, I th- well, I think going back to the, the comparison you were making earlier between Shaun of the Dead and the distinction we were trying to make between Shaun of the Dead and Planet Terror, I think... Uh, slithered falls into this, the planet of terror category or planetary category in the terms of it. It's not, it's not really deconstructing these tropes, at least from what I remember. You might 
uh, correct. Well, the, correct the, me. The but it's, it's kind of like straight, just straight doing. Here's an '80s movie, and we're just doing, we're doing that again. Yeah, just the for film. The, fun of it. the film is not uh, unlike Planet Terror, which I wasn't here for, so I don't know what the the conversation was exactly. But um, Planet Terror is a very self-aware film. It it knows that it's being silly. It knows that it's it's doing all these things. Whereas this movie is playing it fairly straight, pretty much the whole time. Um, it's being gross. Uh, though not in the usual gross-out, like, torture porn way. It's just like, well, that's... If that's what's going to happen, yeah. that's pretty it's gross. Like, it's like this... Like you that, know, for example. Yeah, if you're if you're dealing with these aliens and later when she explodes and stuff like that, it's like, if that's how they work, it's going to be juicy. You know, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Um, the discussion that we had uh, the other week was... The, the distinction between Planet Terror and Shaun of the Dead is in Shaun of the Dead, it's a deconstruction of the tropes where Planet Terror is taking those the tropes of those old movies but playing them straight. And it's, celebrating their goofiness. And, and yes. celebrating the goofiness and going, this is just this is what those movies were and we're just making another movie like that. Well, Whereas Shaun of the Dead is saying, look at these are all these movies and this is kind of what those tropes would really be and, and really mean. Sure. It's throwing it, uh, this is what happens when you throw real people into these situations is Shaun of the Dead and Planet Terror is like throwing a party going, remember these tropes? Yeah. yeah. Isn't this, this fun? To yeah. use the example we were using at the time, Planet Terror and, in this case, Slither go together on a shelf while Shaun of the Dead and Galaxy Quest go together on a shelf. But they don't intermingle sure, that way. Sure, sure. Anyway, fun stuff. Uh, 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 he's just happily watching all <laughs> of the stuff going always a Always a good way to... Uh, to Amp, amp up the horror of the situation is to undermine it on the soundtrack. It's called I Soundtrack uh, Dissonance. Is Thank it? you, John Pavlich. Wow, I didn't even see that over there. Perfectly done. Bam. Me. <laughs> Bam. Shabam. <laughs> what was the song they were playing there? Does anyone remember? Uh, some country thing. Yeah, all right. Just, just, uh, yeah, some was, upbeat country Some thing. upbeat, you know, shade kicker country to, to yeah. tentacle rape women with. Exactly. Sure. It was the masochism tango by Tom Lehrer. Yes, not really. I was watching. It would have been awesome. I my my I was watching this, and my roommate hurt. was kind of walking walking in and out. And he's like, <laughs> "What are you he's watching?" Like, well, no, he saw he saw that. He's like, he, he's like, "I've I've watched Japanese cartoons. I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I know where yeah. this is going." Uh-huh. It's it's. I think this this one is. Uh, this movie, though, is like unlike unlike some of those other movies, as, as you discovered, watching Shaun of the Dead without having seen zombie movies. You didn't really quite get zone. This movie just, while it is you know under the surface, the agenda was to recapture like an '80s kind of movie. It's just trying to be a movie. It's not yeah. like you know. It's not like you have to have seen you know Night of the Creeps to get Slither. You really yeah. don't. I mean, it's just it's an homage to that style and that concept. It's sta- it's the kind of it's just trying to be a modern day version of that kind of wacky goofy right. monster. It movie. stands well on its own, but if you've seen those other things, you can appreciate, you appreciate the reference. More. You know, which which is what you need to do. I mean, even even if you're doing something that's heavily referential and heavily and really like heavily on its influence on on its surface, influenced by prior things. The work that you're doing still needs to stand on its own as a complete story, as a complete movie. The, the Cooters. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of movie it is. The team is called The Cooters. That's a euphemism. Trey, are you a fan of these kind of movies, aside from having been involved in a couple of them? You know, I'm I'm not particularly a fan of, especially the the lower budget ones. I mean, they were kind of interesting, in a, and not that I saw all of them or anything. You know, the ones I didn't work on, I tended to not see. But... Um, you know, I, I you like the thing and the fly and stuff. The thing and the fly, but I'm talking about the ones that this is really more based on, which is the lower budget ones, which are you know again much more. Like I said, look up the one about the guy with the face coming out of an ass, and he goes, "Hey, hey, <laughs> funny, right?" I mean, literally, classic. Um, 
you know, in a weird, twisted kind of way. And actually, I didn't work. Steve Johnson worked on some of that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't work on it myself, but I was around the shop when these twisted body parts were being put together. Um, so I'm not, you know, the, the the studio versions, the ones that are a little more mainstream. Then uh, yeah, I am. I am fans of. I am fans of those. Obviously, we've done most of them um, by now on the show. The the lower budget ones, I actually like Basket Case and, and the things that this is uh, very much uh, an homage to. I you know I didn't necessarily see that much. Still, I've never seen Basket Case. A lot of those movies that were just kind of, you know notorious. I'm aware of them. I know kind of what they're about, or I know people who worked on them, but I never actually saw them. Ah, uh, yes, that film. I'm supposed to like it. <laughs> yes, Basket Case. Yes, classic. Brian, you didn't grow up on this stuff, did you? Not really. Um, one notable exception that I did grow up on to an extent was uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, yeah. uh, which I love. Uh, but that was because that they would. I think I mentioned this before, but the. They would always play Killer Clowns from Outer Space after MST3K on a Saturday morning. Uh, so I'd watch, I'd get up, however early I had to get up to watch uh, Mystery Science Theater, and then afterwards, uh, Killer Clowns would come on. Um, but as a as a genre, not really. Uh, like you know, I I never even seen you know the Fly or the Thing until very recently in, in those those generation of films. Now, Mike, you're the exception to that. You did grow up with all the '80s cheesy monster movies, right? I n- no, actually, because not in that sense. Cause <laughs> no I one was, grew up with those movies. No, no, because I was, I was, uh, I was too much of a scary cat watching watching movies like this. I had a, I actually had a real problem with body horror when I was growing up. I had a problem with like transformation scenes in in movies and stuff like that. They just they they really upset me when I was younger. But I I. Oh, I love that shit. I was very well, yeah, actually, and I was I was very interested in horror literature. I read a lot of Stephen King and stuff like that. Lovecraft. Um, uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft was a little too uh, intense for me in the way it was not not like intense, scary, just like so wordy. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, and so, but but lately, I've gone back and and started in the last you know five years or so. I went back to Lovecraft, and I'm like, oh, I love it. Uh, my dad tried to get me into Lovecraft when I was like nine or ten, and I was like, I do not understand a fucking word he's saying. Um, and then I finally went back, and I'm like, oh, he, my dad was right. I love this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a friend of the family that did the same thing with Lord of the Rings. Like, he gave me Lord of the Rings yeah. as a birthday present one year or a Christmas present, and it was like, what the yeah. yeah but eventually you go back and exactly well, we read we, we uh, my 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 dad and I would read the hobbit like that was our our bedtime story thing and and we knew that lord of the rings was a thing we read the hobbit a bunch of times and we're like all right let's try and lord of the rings nope. fuck that that's not going to happen if you all. watch the movie with subtitles on you have you're an honorary member of that you can say you read a thing I'm I'm actually I'm I'm That's a dense damn trilogy I'm about a quarter of the way through through return of the king I like it a lot better than I remember um, I, Are I, you reading I, it again? I, I might I revisit it, it but fuck, I, dude, that I read movie it about, shook me hard. I read it about ten years ago, f- before the movies were coming out. To mm-hmm. like have have read it before the movie came out, and that was a slog. It's much maybe because of the movie. I kind of understand better you what can, the fuck is. It going always on. helps when you can visualize. Yeah. it's like I don't know what. Okay, what's the difference between Aragorn and Pip? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Well, uh, what I did, I I didn't actually read them until. The movie started coming out, and I I saw the movies in the theater first. Uh-huh. I would read the yeah. I would read the books before the extended edition came out, uh-huh. and then I that's that's the way I did it. Anyway, but anyway, when you when you saw this movie coming down the pike, did you go okay? I have high expectations, and yay! I look I look forward to seeing this. I got uh, well well going back to to what you were asking about. I did uh, get in around college. I finally got over my you know um, uh, issues with body horror stuff, and I started wa- I watched the thing and stuff like that. I think I was. I was helping someone write a horror film, and they were like, "It's like the thing." And like, I never saw the thing. They're like, 
fuck you, you can't help me until you've watched the thing. So I went back and watched it, and I loved it. And I started watching all these other things, The Fly and stuff like that, and I got uh, really into that um, kind of movie. So when this, But when this movie was coming out, I, I was... Um, I don't remember being ridiculously excited about it. I, in in my head, it occupies like an indie head, probably because of Nathan Fillion. You know, you you th- you think about it, and at the time, it was like, well, that's cool. I'll go see it. But obviously, you know, no one's taking this movie seriously if they cast him in the lead <laughs> role. You know, because because no one was taking him seriously at the time. Right. I'm um, the only one that appreciates Nathan Fillion. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was I was interested in him before he was cool. Um, Weren't but you, yeah. huh? Were you interested in him before Firefly? No, I didn't know you weren't. Ah, nobody was interested in him before Firefly. He was on Buffy. Joss Whedon wasn't interested. He was on Blast from the Past, man. Anyway, um, two guys, a girl. But no, he is. He is the. uh, Forgetting that was a thing. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Brian Reynolds now. I was interested in him from Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place. When it was Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place, they still had the pizza place. Later, it became Two Guys and a Girl. And the pizza place, I guess, went out of business because <laughs> the economy or whatever. <laughs> Wait, did, did they put the pizza place on a bus? Yeah, I, <laughs> did, I, I did don't they know. send the pizza place to Mandyville? Yeah, but but it literally, the later seasons were just two guys and a girl. There was no pizza place. Anyway, um, <laughs> this movie came out. I probably wouldn't have bothered to see this movie if it weren't for Nathan Fillion, though. I was like, I, I want to, uh, yeah, I, I would support have. him in something. But 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 I watched it and it was great. I mean, later on, um, we're gonna see. The next time we see him, he is in part a puppet, which I love. I love the puppet, and I, I, I I'm looking forward to hearing what Trey has to say about it because it's kind of, it's kind of a little wonky, but it's wonky in the way that the 80s, other ones were wonky. the '80s ones were wonky. So I'm like, that's perfect. I love it. I love that it looks like the thing, the way it's moving. You know, it's kind of a little start and stop and stuff like that and it's it's really great this but we'll a, get to that when we get it. Pavlich points out a fun trope and this one took me a second okay I'm going to tell you the title and I'm going to read it you tell me when you finally get it because it took me a sentence or two before I went oh right okay the trope is called I'm a humanitarian cannibalism <laughs> is considered <laughs> considered one of the great taboos so naturally it's become a trope anyway you'll often have people eat something and not know what it is and then discover the ghastly truth uh, that is that people eat people in this Although it has this, th- like, TV tropes got a little, like, obsessive. Like, it was like you asked it a question about a show that it likes, and instead of giving you the answer, it gave you the reason to watch that show first. Only that about cannibalism. It's like, cannibalism is considered one of the greatest taboos, so naturally it's become a trope. And you expect them to do what I just did and skip to the, the trope. No, one idea which stands out is that human flesh is superficially similar to swine flesh, hence the nickname long pig and the phrase eating the long pork, and a robot designed to taste wine corroborates this idea. Thus, it should be delicious, which is a... <laughs> tropes, 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 tropes. Come back to us. So although, wait. Although I have heard that it that humans that taste like pork. Humans essentially yeah. taste like. They actually a make a thing a, called hufu. I think a it is slightly sweeter pork. Where yeah. they uh, they've synthesized their best guess, and I'll get yeah. I'll bet you it's not a guess. I'll bet you they fuck up. Well, no. So, they suppos- synthesized their best guess at what human meat tastes supposedly, like. Supposedly, supposedly they actually there's a group of cannibals who taste tested it, and they're like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and there's a serial killer. There was an HBO special about serial killers, and he would kill and eat victims, and he goes, yeah, it's like. Pork. Let's just imagine what pork smells like cooking. That's what it smells like. I mean, pigs are, you know, human okay. analog, as they say. Yeah. I was never a big fan of pork. <laughs> I am done with pork for now. 
They're very, they're smart. Very close. I mean, that's they what. Are. That's why you know when whenever I, I was watching uh, of all I things, I could not pick up that head, even as yeah. an actor and knowing it was fake. <laughs> oh I'd be like, look, nope, a can't dog head. Look at that. Can't just hold that up by the yeah. ear. I can't. It's like uh, Tropic Thunder, even yeah. worse. But um, that was that was the moment that movie crossed the line well for me. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say. I was watching uh, last night. I was watching the uh, Russell Crowe Robin Hood, which I think is a great movie. I really like it. Uh, Ridley Scott. And um, and there's a scene where a character a character dies and and they they have a, a you know a cremation where he's just in an open casket wicker casket on a bed of reeds and they set him on fire and everyone gathers around and you go that's gonna smell just like barbecue that's exactly what that's gonna smell like I mean you're gonna go who's hungry I'm <laughs> I'm totally hungry I do want to get, go get barbecue now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you're a sick man Michael you guys ever watch fried green I tomatoes baby back baby back huh you guys ever watch fried green tomatoes no it's a great movie. Watch it on Oxygen sometime and then oh, tell them that your sister made you watch it. Okay. Yeah. It's but it's a, a great movie. It's a fun movie, yeah. And there's cannibalism in it, which is why I bring it up. Who's the, who's the guy with Whoa. the beer on the right? Huh? Who? What? The, the guy. Uh, that guy. Him? Yeah. Glenn Glenn something? I don't know, but he has all the best lines in the he's movie. The, he's the sheriff from he looks uh, the train job. incredibly familiar. He's the sheriff from the train job. Yeah, he's uh, the guy that explains okay. to Nathan Fillion yeah. and Gina Torres that. The whole. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Plop, plop, plop. Look, there's a grenade. <laughs> Look. Close up. Chekhov's gun. That is. That is. The most blatant Chekhov's gun yeah. I can think of in a long time. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as you other, get the other than up, the Shaun of the Dead Chekhov's gun, right? It's, it's almost yeah. Really yeah. Kind of Aside from Shaun of the Dead, which is literally on a mantle, that's pretty close. That's on a shelf. In the chat room, Zarban says, "Quote: You guys ever watch Fried Green Tomatoes? Quote: It's a trap." <laughs> wah, wah. Actually, was in, uh, and I went to uh, when I was in Georgia doing Pet Cemetery too. That was the only time in my life I ever encountered and ate fried green tomatoes because it was something that they would have on the local. Tasty? Is it? Does it? Is it, it is tasty. Like I mean, chips I, I or thought, is it like? I, no, it's uh, no, it's you, 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 you. The way they were prepared, prepared here anyway. The you just, it's just sliced tomatoes, um, green tomatoes, so they're firmer, you know, right. so they're not like soft like the ripe tomatoes. And then you bread them and you fry them. So it's kind of like a fried zucchini kind of a oh, concept. Yeah, sure. Um, I had fried. I really, I really thought for a second that you're going to say, well, yeah, when I was it's in a, Georgia, tastes just like human. Just that was, that's that was so far the only time I've ever eaten human. Yeah, I, uh, well, I had deep fried pickles. Get the other pretty week. crazy at the Those bar are really sometimes. delicious. Yeah. Barney's has those. What? And they taste deep like onion rings. Yeah, I've never tried those, but oh, I it's good. It ta- no, 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 dude, it tastes better than you think it does. It tastes like onion <laughs> rings, a little pickly flavor. To try it, I actually am. Barney's Beanery has deep fried pickles, and they're yummy. Little, you know, cut sideways so that they're little circles on. I think I have less resistant to eating person than I do to, <laughs> to eating fried pickles. Ugh. You're not a pickles person? No, I'm not. No. How about the, uh, about the, about the uh, they call them uh, coolicles? Is that what they call them? Um, it's pickles that are brined in Kool-Aid. Oh, my. <laughs> Go on. It's a thing. I don't know. It's a thing that was a big deal for a while. It's that, probably... that I would try just, cause just, just because. Just because. First of all, you end up not? with this like electric pink, you know, strawberry pickle or whatever yeah. the hell they do. But that was a thing. What uh, always baffles look it up. me. It's, I think they call like them county fairs or something like that. For those of you who aren't in America, we have county fairs where we just fry any damn thing. Um, <laughs> but what always baffled me. Have you ever guys it? been to a county fair where they proclaim to fry cold food? Like you can get fried a deep, deep fried ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common. That's a fairly common thing. You can get those at Mexican restaurants. Head explode. Yeah. They well they, deep fried candy bar. They bre- yeah. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had they, those. Well, they, they, deep fried Oreos are great. They yeah. bread the ice cream and then they basically flash fry it. So it's it's got a fried shell around it and it's warm, but it's still ice cream in the center. So my mind is blown. You didn't help. You yeah, didn't you help it at all. Like super cool the ice cream, so it's practically like hard frozen, so yeah. it'll survive somewhat. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is it's a, really good. Dessert's <laughs> been around for ages called Baked Alaska, which is a, a yeah, know, that one I know. Cooked ice cream, you know, ice cream oh, cake. I'm hungry. You're gonna take a funnel cake or an elephant here if I give you one. 
Elephant ears like a deep fried pancake, and a funnel cake is oh god, I can't even. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, can I, we gotta can go I, to a county fair right can now. Can I pour one on top of the other? That's what yeah, <laughs> deep in a bucket. I seriously want to now. I want to go to the farmers market at the Grove and get a funnel cake. Yeah, because they have that funnel cake stand. Uh, there are there are a few things in life as great as a funnel cake on the South Jersey you know boardwalk of Atlantic City or, or Wildwood. Uh, you know, the only thing that's better than that mm. is a funnel cake mm. full of on the Jersey meat. boardwalk full in a movie starring Nathan Fillion. Full of meat. Hey. A movie starring Nathan Fillion. Back to this thing with the cows. We're about to get uh, another look at our, our creature from the first time. It's full size. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth, first, Elizabeth uh, Banks is hanging out with them for creature. no particular reason. I thought I'd come along on your stake out. What the her, hell? Her reasoning was, well, if you're going to want to try to take him alive, you won't. You're going to need me to barter with. Yeah. And well, Nathan was like, ah, oh, fuck. They didn't know it would get to this extent. And actually, the other guy was the one who was like, yeah, she should come along. So he was like, all right, fine. Oh, do, cool uh, trope, John. Cool story, bro. Share it. The unlucky childhood friend. Aww. That's nice. Forrest Gump. It's part of most romantic plots involving childhood romances when characters develop romantic feelings with someone who they spent their childhood years with. Uh, in the cases when this love turns out to be one-sided, it is sometimes explained with the Westermark effect, a theory that describes how people who grew up together are physiologically hardwired, psychologically hardwired to think about each other like brother and sister. Oh. That's never happened to me. <laughs> Okay. I grew up with a lot of people. I just don't yeah. got that going on. Uh, Ron and Hermione, they, they talk about how terrible it was to finally shoot their, their kissing scene. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Because they, they're essentially siblings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, here's what happened. Emma Watson. Uh, it was really weird because we grew up together. Uh, Rupert Grant. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, totally weird. <laughs> yeah, totally weird. It's not like I haven't been thinking about that for the past eight years. <laughs> yes, my best British accent just sounds like someone who has had like hearing trouble. <laughs> it was yeah. Will. It was, it, was really weird. Weird. it was weird, you guys. Such a, okay, fi- so such a fine line between British and deaf. Yeah, Marley Matlin could be British. You don't know. Yeah. Proof she's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She could be anything. Here's she's the, German. Uh, not many people know that. So here's the puppet that is is tweaky, but um, it, like you said, in exactly the way that the thing and stuff were. So I'm like, I love it. It's perfect. Don't make it. Don't don't make it smooth and yeah. like. I like the herky jerky. It's the Make same it go with, motion. Yeah, it's a, well. It's a, it actually is the same with like stop motion movies. Like I love Nightmare Before Christmas, but then when they got to do like Corpse Bride and Coraline, they've got this whole system which is essentially go motion where they like smoothed it out and stuff like that. And I'm like, I hate this. It doesn't look like stop motion. It looks like computer animation. Mm. Like I want the stop motion to look weird and imperfect and, and herky jerky. Wild. <laughs> I want it to look wild. Wild. You guys are wild. And Wild is bad. Bad. Stop it. We're watching Slither. Yeah, Slither. Slither? That's Slither. Slither. This is our weird voices commentary. (laughs) Slither. Where's this coming from? I love Slither. I don't understand why they're weird voices. Chloe said one the other day, and I'm just going to attribute it to her now and drop it off, like, drop the mic on this one. Uh, She says, uh, I forget what we're watching. And she goes, no, you be careful, because he's going to fuck the Jesus into you. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! <laughs> All right. Oh, I can't even use that in the script I'm writing based on Chloe. He's gonna fuck the Jesus into you. <laughs> All right. Nice. Still Rooker in there. Well, I would not want that in the close-up. Yep. yep. Rooker, you mad bastard, wearing that thing. What a like, so. How many hours of that? I was gonna say. Yeah, I was that. gonna say. You're looking at. It's funny that that God. that that look is. Um, that, How much that, small talk with the makeup curls is yeah. that? Yeah, it's a lot. The that's interesting. The uh, the mouth thing they've got going on with him is um, they they uh, Bill Corso did that in uh, um, Freaked, where he, Alex Winter because Alex Winter had this you know one side of his face was normal, one side of his face was this was this freak, and he had this extended jawline trick going on like that, where he could actually he could actually talk, and he had like this 
half a, a an inhuman jaw going on. It's, it's very a elaborate really trick. compelling looking thing though, because it it completely breaks what you think you're looking at. Yeah, because because you know you can you can figure out what's happening there, but when you look at it, you just go, uh, well, what's that? <laughs> yeah, brain not dealing with properly oddness. Yeah, yeah, that. You would, the guy would not be comfortable right now. No, it's not much. comfortable. It's not a comfortable rig to wear. But these things are never comfortable to right. wear. Now, there's, there's, and there's a puppet there. There's a wobbly puppet. This yeah. is a great effect coming up here, by the way. To say it's something. Where the guy her. gets uh, well, this, sliced. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't. He, but it doesn't slice him in half. It just cuts him in half, yeah. and it waits for him to fall apart. Yeah. yeah this is this Point. is, and I love that at first. Watch the eyebrows. Watch off. the eyebrows. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this is this is the most brutal. And there it goes. Bit. Here, all the guts falling yeah, out and stuff, and it's it. like that's that's actually the moment I watched. I'm like, whoa, it's that kind of movie. This <laughs> is all right. CG esque, stop motion esque CG going on for you there. Yeah. So yeah, the movie's walking that really fine line between obviously you know they 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 did do a okay. Here's what we can do nowadays with CG. We can do something like this with the guy falling apart, which is far more sophisticated than we could have done with the rubber. But then it's still trying to sort of keep that that rubber sensibility going on. So it's it's trying to it's walking that line back and forth between a, what a modern audience expects to see and and what a what a period movie would look like. How I, yeah, how it would look if you could, if they could have had that kind of technology back then, or if they, I I, I mean they they could have had that kind of technology. They could, totally could have built a dummy that would have. Split oh, they would have. It just wouldn't have had. Anywhere. You know, it just wouldn't have looked like that was clearly yeah. the guy. Yeah. You know, it just wouldn't have had that looked like it was alive like that like that CG version did. But I, but I do always, whenever I go back to, to movies like that, even and, and again, the, the part of it is the herky jerkiness of the puppets and stuff. You watch it and you go, well, that's not, you know, that's not perfect. That's not the way you would do it if you had CG, like we did right there. But it's like I just got to appreciate the balls that they were making a movie in this time with that technology, and they're like, we are doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like we are having a guy cut in half and all his guts fall out who did the uh, who did the effects on this who was the... Switch did the majority of the effects on this hmm. which is a Canadian company ah. that I emailed the guy who runs it or at least the guy who sensibly runs it based on the website the guy whose email was at the top of the list and said hey great work when I saw their work on Repo the Genetic Opera ah. they did CG the whole CG city in that movie I'm not talking about the CG I'm talking about the rubber oh the rubber I'll check it out uh, I don't I know. give a shit who gives the CG. Anyone can do it. Any asshole yeah, in this room can do the 500 CG. Five hundred of those companies. <laughs> what, I, what I want to know I is, could do it. yeah. What I want to know is, like, what what company got the call on the phone that hasn't rung in twenty years? Like, <laughs> you want to what? You want to guys? They want us. We yeah, we're somebody ew, again. Ew. Yeah, they're Ghostbusters. I have them in my head as Ghostbusters. <laughs> you want a a puppet? We got one. You mean like Kermit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kermit, but goo. Puppets? <laughs> Fuck! Get one of them. We just sold all our puppets. All right, let's see. Let me look at some of the stuff here. Uh, first of all, let me see if you know any of these names. Joe Caldwell, Ken Culver, Bernhard Eicholtz. Hold! Is there a company name or is it just I'm looking, I'm guys? looking. I don't see anyone. Uh, you guys can keep talking. Oh, Parasite Mike. I remember I remember Nasty. that was in the trailer. That yeah. was like the, the money shot in the trailer, her saying something's wrong with me. And you're like, wow, yeah. oh, that's a hell boy. of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, you know, it was pretty extreme. But as if, as well, if, that's what happens when you eat the everlasting gobstopper. That's, right? yeah. that's what happens when you, you know, sleep with a married guy. Hmm. Master's Effects is the Master- big name. Aha, uh-huh. there you go. That's the name I was looking for. Hmm. Master's Effects, who they, they're... Chris they're, Davis. Their head guy right now, I I 
my office is in his garage, and they're the ones we're talking to about doing our movie. Yeah. So no yeah. shit, Todd there. Masters. Yeah, I know. I've known Todd for twenty years. Yeah, Todd Masters is one of the few companies that's still around after twenty years. They're doing really well right now because they do most of uh, they do most of the sci-fi channel shows. They do like you know, and they do True Blood, also Fringe. And a bunch of episodes of Fringe. Yeah, they have a they have a True Blood. They're, shit, they're based here, but they also have an office in Vancouver because they service all those shows. So yeah, Todd Masters. Snakes on a plane, Slither, White Chicks, and Hidalgo. Yeah, and yeah. Carnival. Hell yeah. Yeah, I Todd's, think, Todd's I, been around forever. Todd, I met Todd through Steve Johnson back in the day when I was doing these kind of. Movies. I think White Chicks was definitely their best body horror project. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, was it? There's a black man inside me. There's a lot of really great. Uh, prosthetic stuff going on in the show Carnival too because they're all freaks they're all sideshow freaks now here's her no this is the anti-save the cat moment because she's like she calls Elizabeth Banks a bitch so now we don't feel so bad that she explodes yeah <laughs> alright you deserve to die fine you explode you are mean to the pretty girl you die yeah, now yeah. there we go oh. and there's your handoff to CG it's like yeah. oh yikes and and actually this is basically the, the handoff to primarily CG affects the rest of the film yeah, except for the big finale. Except for the thing, finale yeah. monster, yeah. But even that is augmented whenever something, whenever yeah. A, yeah. someone Definitely, touches it yeah. and assimilates, yeah. But yeah, we're going to get rid of some supporting characters now. We cut the budget a little bit, get rid of these guys. And that's a wrap on all of these fuckers. Trey, you have any anecdotes about putting um, creature work into people's mouths and having them not, like, die on it? <laughs> um. In movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then no. <laughs> Damn it. You saw my thing. That's just, good work. Uh, That's good work, those guys. Those are some good good slithers. There's was, some really good ones and some okay ones. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that I actually um I'm I'm just going back as as I have before talking about people in sci fi movies and stuff. I, I just love the people in these movies just selling it. They're like, So I got an alien slug crawling down my throat and I just got a Spaz the fuck out. All right. All right. All right. Okay. When's lunch? All right. Are you rolling? You getting this? All right. Here we go. <laughs> and it's not go. often in your life. It seems like it would be just based on movies, but if you haven't thought about it, you haven't noticed. It's not often in your, often in your life that you hear a girl unleash a blood curling scream in your presence. No. You just don't ever hear that. The the full-on scream scream, right? I don't know. The kids, you, the kids that live next door to us, they yeah. do it all the time. That can happen if you know how to live right. Uh, I live big and I live hard. Um, That's the, actually one of the reasons I, I like, and it's coming up right now, I like going to like the Halloween Horror Nights and stuff like that. Dude, Knott's Berry oh, you're, not stuff. A, you're not a Doctor Who fan, are you? No. This year, Halloween, oh God, they're doing, they're doing Weeping Angels, which is the most fucked up thing you could do because you turn around and they're like a, a, a statue of an angel that's right behind you. And then you, you go back about your business, and then you look around behind you again, and they're still right behind you, but they're holding still. Oh, hmm. God, it's terrifying. Oh, God, that's, it's terrifying. Do oh. I have to be a Doctor Who fan to find that terrifying? <laughs> if, you, if you're a Doctor Who universal. fan, if you have it in your head as what you've already seen on the show, it's triple terrifying ah. just because of how, fuck, like, oh, it's bad. I guess I need to catch up on that once I've oh, gotten through Breaking Bad oh, and yeah. Mad Men. Yeah. And Are you doing Mad Men? I just started Mad Men. I, I, I haven't done Mad Men I did yet. Mad Men for about a season, and I was like, got it. Mm. Well, it sounds okay, like everybody's this. doing Breaking Bad, so maybe I should jump ship and go back later. I, I, but you're not affected by peer pressure. No, no, not at all. That's I'm not, my own man. That's not why he watched all the wire at all. You're, you're <laughs> right, Teague. I don't agree with everything other people <laughs> tell me. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I get it. What else do I think? Mom said, "Don't let the bed bugs bite." <laughs> now here's your boy. Talk about a trope. It's like you know, 
Yes, when when da- in the bathtub. When danger is is imminent, put the headphones on. There's some great. Uh, this this is very similar to. Um, this is why I don't listen to music because yeah, that's no. when the monsters will come. This is this is very similar to a scene in the uh, '90s uh, Body Snatchers film as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Almost an identical scene, except with the with the pods, with the pod tentacles. Yeah, and now it's like, okay, how far is this movie going to yeah. go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, because you're already like, I don't know. Now how there's far a puppet job go. that everyone goes, I'll, I'll do that one. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll do it. There, there's a lot of great oh, little there's some nipple there. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of great little interaction moments that that uh, gun chooses for the CG just to sell it because they feel so so off to the side. Like when the when this little thing came through I, I almost called it a shit weasel because it looks <laughs> because it looks identical oh, wow. to those creatures yeah. in the in dreamcatcher um when when that thing came through the the window it just kind of brushed the curtain aside very lightly not a big deal but just you know that didn't yeah. happen by accident like right. they thought of that um and similarly when when he's got the weird tentacle arm and he's running out of the house like he's he hits it's a lamp kind of flopping it's flopping so it hits yeah. a lamp and then it kind of hits the 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 venetian blinds on the yeah. way out too it's like that's cool though that they thought of that so there's your little there's a little exposition thing there it's like okay so she got the psychic flash and that's yeah. why she's going to be the one who knows everything from now on yeah and it also it also explains Good job, guys it's hard to make a slug limp yeah, yeah. <laughs> it also explains without having to really get into it how all of the all of the people who start talking with one voice now it's like oh okay they're a collective ah, consciousness yes. thing yes Good for you, actress. <laughs> yeah. Mom. <laughs> and this is actually really yeah, this, shocking. This is some gnarly stuff, yeah. The fact that it, it gets her entire family, including the little the kids. The little kids. Little I mean, again, that's, that's, that's something that's so not done anymore. Yeah. You know, and there's like this movie, like, oh, no, we're totally going there. You yeah. Know. No one else is going to survive. And, and at that point, whenever that happens, just like in The Blob, you, you watch it and you're like, fucking everyone could die for all I know. I have no idea who's going to make it out alive at this point. Because you figure the kids are safe. They, yeah, they always like, are. They wouldn't movies. hurt. So them. if you're in this I house right now, where do you go? If I remember right, that's a trope, although I don't recall the name of it. Just get out? Just get in the no, car no, and drive the, away? The fact that uh, the uh, kids... Uh, I'm on mine, not yours. Oh. If you're in this house right now, where do you go? Do you go anywhere in the house or just fuck off? Oh, get the hell out. Yeah, yeah you, you get out. She gets on the roof and they're still up there, so fuck it. If they're inside, you go outside. If they're outside, you go inside. Never go inside. Never go inside. Because what if they get there? Then you, never, you go outside again. <laughs> you never go slug to mouth. <laughs> Brian's picturing this as a thing where it's like there's a slug on one side of the chair and he's on the other side of the chair and he's like, uh, whoop, yeah. uh, I'm back. This is for, for, when was this movie made? 96? Uh, 2006. 2006, pardon me, 2006. Um, but still, yeah. pretty ambitious tracking. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it this in that exact like, same shot. Yeah, it's like, you notice how they built them like, okay, we're going to build you the, the largest, flattest, smoothest surface we can. So you just have to track one big ass rectangle, but yeah. still... It's going to be kind of a was, nasty tracking I was, shot. I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, God. They, they would have put tracking markers or something that had to have been painted out because that is – because, like you said, it's flat. There's, like, nothing to latch on to with the, yeah. the tracking. But at least it's think. a very simple shape, so at least perspectively you yeah. can go, okay, yeah. well, I know what the lens is. I could hand track it if I had to. Right. You know, so. God, I hate being covered in blood. Why do they ever wipe themselves off? Yeah. Because you, you can't see yourself. You're not watching the movie. Yeah, you've got, you've got other things to think about, and you can't – This is a great shot. That's a great ah, effect. Ha, ha, great la, effect, la, la. Yeah. All the shadows are blotting her out. That's cute. And then you think, she's dead, but she's not. 
She'll be back later. So we've only done one movie before with Nathan Fillion in it, which isn't surprising because he's only been in like four or five. But and we're never going to do Waitress. And, and we didn't. <laughs> no, we've done. Well, we've done two. We've done, but one we're not going to release, I guess, because it was a technical problem, right? Yeah. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. That's yeah. right. And also Serenity. Wow. Serenity was the one you were talking about. We had two. Which is which is that almost had, all of his. That's pretty much his film. Uh, history, Serenity right? had yeah, a. Ta- Serenity, uh, Serenity had an audio error too. Maybe it's following Nathan Fillion. We should be careful. Who knows what's going to happen to this episode? What are you I talking think we'll about? be fine because we're not using the shitty computer anymore. <laughs> I like to believe it was Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Nathan Fillion hates our podcast. Well, that's fine. The fun thing about science is that it doesn't matter what you believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll say that now, but watch something be wrong with this episode. And then you're like, science is wrong. That's merely new evidence. The neutrinos are mutating. Science can't be wrong because science doesn't say anything except let's find out what's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and they say it's not a religion. How dogmatic are you? Just yeah, like, oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. I just read a quote. Um, part of part of a attempt at explaining, uh, explaining quantum physics. Oh, it's like, quantum physics isn't weird. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> you are the one. Quantum physics is fine. It, quantum physics is perfectly right just the way it is. You're the one that's fucked up. Yeah. If you've got a problem with quantum physics, quantum physics doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. It's perfectly okay. It, um, and what if it did? What if quantum physics was like, hey, what's up? Oh, you, you want to <laughs> talk about it? All right. Come uh, at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I confuse you? <laughs> quantum, 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 quantum. Yeah. You, know, you know why that is. It's because right now, first I'm here, but now I'm over here. And now I'm over here. And it's all the same to me. Because I'm quantum physics. Yes. Everyone at home is missing out on Trey's gesticulation. Yeah, that's my, that's my hey, chat room, I'm just doing... This is me being the quantum physics monster. Hey. <laughs> I, love, I love that that's the sheriff's save the cat moment, by the way. He's like, I'm going to sue these guys, and you can sue with me. I don't care if you're a lesbo. You don't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> that's his save the cat yeah. moment as a Republican sheriff. That's, that's what he's got. <laughs> that, and the, that and the Mr. Pibb uh, yeah. rant. To find save the cat, dig deep with compassion. Okay, apply that to a Republican sheriff. I don't care if you're a lesbo. <laughs> wow. It's like the Republican debate when the, uh, you know, the gay servicemen stood up and they were like, we don't know how to feel about you. Uh, no, 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 they <laughs> knew how to feel. They, yeah. They, they went with their gut on that one, yeah. Because they support the troops. And there's the they trope support, that su- uh, Dorkman pointed their out. their troops. <laughs> yeah. There's the trip that Dorkman pointed out, Puppeteer Parasite. Yeah. A form of body horror common in Alien Invention... <laughs> Invalian. Invalian. That's cool. Alien invasion plots. Aliens, rather than invading their own form, insert themselves into usually unwilling humans, whereupon they completely take over the host's body, suppress their will, and generally make them not themselves. Not themselves is another trope. Ooh. So Elizabeth Banks' character, she's you know, she's the kind of girl you want because she she handles things pretty well. She's just kinda like Okay. I was thinking I was actually thinking the same thing watching this. It this has the same feel as the thing in a lot of ways where you don't spend a lot of time with the characters going, fuck this, this is impossible. They're like, oh, brain slugs. Yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. going to blow that right out of your yeah, head. Just, uh, That's super fucked up, I'm but just I'm going to kill gonna, it. I'm just going to incorporate that into my routine now <laughs> exactly. as opposed to debating on that topic. I'm going to go ahead and accept that. We'll, we'll say, you know... Yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll call it provisionally. Yeah, but we'll say we'll say provisionally, <laughs> but we'll see how it works out. And for now, I think it's important to just roll with it. I like the I like the sort of the unconventional kind of thing where the other two characters kind of walk into the scene like, oh hey he's up, <laughs> you know. It's, wait, what what's going on? So we get that idea of you know that that moment of I can't 
quite grasp what's going on right now. So you know, that, which is a very human thing. <laughs> it's very true. If you ever had like a situation like yeah, that, yeah. It, well, it's a very human thing to go. I don't know how to feel about this, so I'm just going to roll with it for now until okay. I have a better idea. I guess we're back to normal. So this is a you know this is a great you know horror concept you know like like it's 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 zombie movies don't really do it in this way that this one's doing it. That, that that kid there is great yeah. <laughs> that one kid is like I don't care that kid whoever that is I'm scared of you for the rest of your life uh, that's, <laughs> high five little girl fuck off yeah but um, the idea of it's more of a vampire thing than a zombie thing because yeah. when they're talking to you, when they're yeah. like, hey, let us in, sweetie. When they're making you know. the case for you to join. And in fact, yeah. when they all start talking at the same time, saying the same thing, that's a trope called hive mentality. Yeah. Hive mind. Hive rather. mind. Hive mind. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, Zarban points out something that it just occurred to me. Like, he said this thing in reference to something else, and it just made me go, uh, this movie reminds me of evolution. Yeah. It feels like a more successful version of what it's trying to be than evolution. Uh, but I have a, I have a... I have a warm place in my heart for evolution. I need to revisit it to see if it doesn't suck as much as I think it doesn't suck, but it might suck. I don't know. Yeah, same for me, actually. I, I, remember, but I remember liking it a lot. Evolution. Yeah. It's got David Duchovny and Orlando Jones. It's got to be funny. And Sean William Scott, it might be funny. You know, that's how my <laughs> equation works. I, I like Sean William Scott enough. That's a good effect right there. Wow. Do, is that, do you think that's just a, a bladder effect, or do you think that's I, actually look like it, it, it's a... It's an it's a relatively easy bladder effect yeah. versus a pain in the ass CG effect. Yeah, so I yeah. hope it was a bladder effect. You know, she was moving a lot, and it's you know collars in there and hair and everything. It's like are bladder effects like that? There you go. There's a CG effect. Typically, something you only get like one take on before you have to really retouch up the thing again to make sure. No, it looks... that depends on what it does. If you take it to the point of you know failure, of course, then not. But if it's just something that, that pulses in and out, it's it's a, should be a fairly uh, unless something goes wrong, it should be a fairly it's a fairly you know. Yeah, durable just, thing. I mean, her face was starting to tear, quote unquote. Yeah. So, and they'd have to wipe the blood off and reset that little, a little bit of it. But otherwise, probably be fine. These aliens are always really quick to call human girls sluts. <laughs> they do well, it's because standard, they're man. all Grant. You know, Grant yeah. has that messed up. Sure, I met a girl in a bar and you know was going to have sex with her in the woods, but uh, I'm a stud. She's a slut. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Fillion just happens to be running through the neighborhood. Yeah. It's like this is like please shoot the little girls. Please yeah. be the movie where he shoots yeah. the little girls. If you're that kind of movie, I'm with you for the rest of the time. I'm totally on board. I yeah. love that moment. We're itchy. <laughs> We're itchy. Like, oh god, the aliens are witty. What's happening here? <laughs> oh, oh no, the aliens saw The Shining. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah, they do. Whole family doing a zombie walk. It's very much like uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black, the yeah. kind of herky-jerky. Like, it's almost like a pulley system is going yeah. on inside yeah. of him. A little marionette thing going so, on. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, in the toe. Bummer. That was really gooey as it's well. It's kind of a shame. It's, it's, it's almost a shame that Nathan Fillion... Oh, God. Little girl spitting alien juice at you. Mm. Am I the only one who has that dream? Um, it's kind of a shame that... Nathan That'll Fillion. admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't see any hands go up, but I know you're all lying. Uh, it's a shame that Nathan Fillion was in Firefly because... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I know. I would love to have discovered him in this movie going, this guy is great because he's, you know, he's, he's not playing Mal. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's actually an actor. He doesn't you know, just play you know, Mal all the time. He um, he does have he really a walks that, similar range. He though. walks that in. He does well. Yeah, Mal was obviously a good character for him to yeah. be cast in for, to play. But you know, he's playing. He's he's walking that very fine line because he's he's a hero, 
but he's also very funny and and you you get a sense he's not a very he's not a conventional sort of hero guy he's got that you know kind of wackiness to him that that works and that when it's time to be all heroic he does that too and uh, you know he does a really great job in this but he he's got the He's got the the sense of hero about him, like we've talked about with Indiana Jones or something like that. Where you watch him, you're like, this guy could get seriously fucked up if yeah. he puts the wrong toe out of line. And he does, yeah. you know. He's uh, you know he's he, the one that when he gets hit, you believe that he got hit. You don't yeah. believe that he's invincible. You just believe that he, when he gets hit, he stands back up again. Yeah. that's you, the difference. You believe that if anyone is going to save the day, it's gonna have to be him. <laughs> so for God's sake, get up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I just hope he's up to it. Yeah. Because he's not that good at this, really. Zarban points out that Maul was Mal was probably written to be just Han Solo and Philly and made him funny. I would well, think so. Han yeah, Han Solo's funny. I didn't. Han Solo is a is a funny character. You Han get Solo a is funny, and so is Indiana Jones in yeah. that way too. Um, and, and well, if you listen to the commentary track of the original Firefly pilot, he was he wasn't as funny as uh, he didn't start out as funny as he became because the studio wanted him to be more likable. So he became a little more lighthearted. In the reshoots for the pilot, it's good because then Philly and you know was able to go there. That <laughs> said, one of my that. favorite Mal related jokes in the whole series jokes jokes Jesus jokes in the series was in that first episode where Kaylee's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a bad man. You're a twisted man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It really yeah, that's, like... that's more that's that's more what Mal was on the page is that that's that's like you know crossing the line between funny and deliberately cruel. There's and, Jenna Fisher. And that's where the and that's yeah, finally. And that's where the studio kind of went, Can we lighten him up a little bit? But that's a whole plot point scene that they, they obviously couldn't cut, but they reshot a lot of you know, inserts of him so he could be like, you know, a little a little happier, a little sad. Yeah, I wonder so how he, James he became James, the like yeah. my hat mal. Yeah, one. I wonder if uh, how James Gunn feels about Yeah. Yeah, so did a movie. Gave my wife a cameo about three weeks before we divorced. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that's a shame. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. <laughs> then again, before yesterday, I didn't know they were together ever. So. Well, here's the, yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. This is very funny. Is that this is the danger of don't don't base your life on IMDb because do you follow James Gunn on Twitter? No, no. Uh, he's fun on Twitter. He's very he's, he's exactly what you think. He's a very foul mouth guy. He's you know he's, he says all kinds of outrageous things. He's been quieter lately. I don't know if he's working on a project or if he got bored with Twitter. But uh, he used to do a lot of blogs and things like that, and Twitter a lot. Um, some, some douchebag oh you internet douchebag some douchebag went to IMDB where it says James Gunn is engaged to Jenna Fisher in a listing that's over a decade old uh, and he then immediately twittered James, James Gunn and said hey so you're engaged to Jenna Fisher congratulations dude <laughs> they were divorced by this point James Gunn writes back and goes hey thanks man how is it in 1990, 19-2004? <laughs> How are things in 2004 or whatever whatever year it was they were engaged? But this, you know, they've like, yes, I was engaged to her. We were married for many years, and now we're divorced. Thank you for bringing that up. And it's the same job she had on The Office, too. Shit. Yeah, answering phones. As I recall, as I recall from his commentary, it, was, it wasn't like, I'm going to put Jenna in this thing. It was like they just had this sort of quick little scene and, and – you know they couldn't. They didn't find anyone they really wanted to do it or whatever. Really? And it was because there was an anecdote, and who knows who's is right or if both of them make any sense at all in the actual real world happenings. But I heard that 
he was having trouble filling it, and then he presented it to Jenna Fisher, his wife, as like a birthday present. Like, hey, you've always wanted to be a zombie. Do you want to be yeah. my zombie that's secretary? What it, that's what it says on IMDb at the very yeah. least. Yeah, and we so, know what yeah. a source of uh, oh, authentic... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I but, believe um, it, though. You look at her when she's a zombie, and like, oh, yeah. she's having fun and covered it, in all it that It could blood. be that, but it, it, as I recall from the commentary, and it has been a while since I listened to it, but it, was like, it wasn't like, you know, oh, of course he puts his wife in it. It wasn't like a given that he right. was going to have her do it from, right. from it was day only, one. It, it, it probably was the kind of thing they look for a bunch of different people, and then he was like, "Oh, uh, fuck it, Jenna, you want to do it?" And it's a birthday present, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least according to IMDb, IMDb, it says that she disclosed that on a TV talk show. Of oh, course, it doesn't say specifically, so who knows? At least it attributed a source. That's good. So here, this, uh, yeah. So the gal gets to go like, "Okay, so let me just give you a big bit of exposition that you wouldn't otherwise know." So, and now we know everything we need to know. Ta-da. It's. It's funny because that's essentially the same as the thing uh, in terms of backstory. Same as the thing. Same and as body snatchers. Body snatchers. Uh, yeah. Um, but we never actually get that explicitly in those movies. We just get yeah. it here. I think in in the seventies, body snatchers they do clarify our world was dying and yada yada. Yeah, they do. They do say that. Is there ever a case? Maybe this is something for the trope people. Is there ever a case where the aliens come to this planet where their planet wasn't dying? Like, do they ever just? No, our plan is fine. We're just doing we this. Just, just, well, that's we just like to invade and people. Well, that's, that's what we do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's like we're, our planet's fine so far. We're doing, but we're still, you know, gonna go look at the others and see if we like them. This is a nice planet. Yeah, we'll take this one too. Yeah, we'll have it. <laughs> you guys done with it? No, you're out. That, that'd be a good trope to deflate in some kind of Galaxy Quest s you know, yeah. kind of movie. It's like, so your planet is dying, and no, our planet's why? No, What'd you hear? What? <laughs> what's wrong? Have you, have you talked to them? What's lately? wrong with oh their plan? <laughs> what? Hey, guys, stop the invasion for a second. Hang on, I got to make a phone call. Yeah, hold on. Well, this, when, if you guys, did anyone call your mom lately? This, <sighs> this gave me the, the watching this movie gave me the idea because of uh, again because of the Grant alien, the initial alien, because he you know falls in love with Starla and all of that stuff, um, and and you know there's the sex scene and everything. I was like that. That would be really funny if there was like an alien scout who came here and was supposed to be like the front line of an invasion or something. But it's almost like a hitchhiker's guide type of thing. He's like he comes here and he's like, "Oh my god, sex and hamburgers are awesome. We cannot destroy this planet." And just like, "No, you can't come." And then the the aliens actually invade. So he he actually helps the humans to try and repel the alien invasion. Damn it! Do you know what movie you just described? Coneheads. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah. And you also described uh, the 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 plot of a dramatic thing I'm working on ah. <laughs> right now as well. I didn't know. Just because I went, no, it's okay. Yeah. It, it, you rip off to steal my idea. Dorkman, make up an ending. The idea is, yeah. well, again, it's like the reason I, I wanted to do something that was like that was because of what you said, because it's like, why is it always their planet is dying? If and, yeah. and, 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 ah. It's like, you know, it's like, what if, what if an alien, you know, came here and said, well, we were going to invade, but you guys are kind of okay. Yeah. You know, um, the the idea that I'm going with zombie I, preacher nothing unusual yeah nothing there. wrong about that the, the <laughs> idea I'm going with is is actually I was reading a fascinating book called the the the, um, the eerie silence which is a really interesting book if you're interested in SETI because it's it's talking to Brian about this a while ago it's a, it's a book about we've been doing SETI for 50 years why haven't we fucking heard anything mm-hmm. and it goes into all the possible reasons why that doesn't necessarily mean we're alone in the universe but we also still don't know if we're not alone in the universe it could be that life really is this weird aberration that isn't really that common is also another possibility no. but um but it talks about the idea of how you would 
you know, what are the options, assuming that light is a constant, speed of light's a constant, and you can't hyperdrive. Which we can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or we may well, not be able to. The neutrino thing is pretty, pretty sketchy. we gotta, we got to um, get a second opinion, certainly. And just because neutrinos might doesn't <laughs> All right, mean you're ugly, be, too. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're <laughs> not, doesn't mean we're going to build the Enterprise next week. But um, but this, it, just, it, it brings into this idea of, like, well, what Man are Man can the, dream, Trey. What are the ways? Sure. What are the, just, just don't be, you know, selling products based <laughs> off of it yet. The, um, that's where I cross. That's where I draw the line. Anyway. The, I don't. Let's do this. <laughs> the, the idea of um, the idea of how how are what are the what are the ways that we know of with, with technology that we can envision based on physics that we understand so far what are the options um, and and so anyway so I, I sort of took some of the ideas in that book and I thought that'd be cool because I, my idea is that the you know, the 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 pre invasion it's not really an invasion the pre colonization guy comes here and goes oh fuck somebody lives here. That's never happened. We've colonized 650 million planets. There never was life on any of them. What the fuck? So that, that's the aberration, is that life really is rare, that this, this species has been colonized in the galaxy just like we will if we get the opportunity, just like any, you know, any of us. It's just Star Trek. Oh, planet, we'll live there, 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 there. Except that we never found anybody else because life isn't common. So that was my idea of the, the core of this idea I'm dealing with as an as a alien. You know, the precursor to the uh, occupation comes and goes, oh, there's other creatures in the galaxy. Yeah. This ruins everything. What do we do now? Cool. Let's make it. Yeah. I'm hoping. Now I We're working on that. Again. I got to get this <laughs> other one written first and then I'll work I on that. I loved Coneheads growing up. Coneheads, actually, yeah. Good. That, that, that is the plot oh, of Coneheads. Cool. Yeah. Sliding scale of comedy and horror. Thank you, Pav. <laughs> John Pavlich from Sofa Dogs, by the way. Uh, the sliding scale of comedy and horror. When people think of comedy, they rarely associate it with horror and vice versa. However, both make great partners in crime. If they aren't crossing the line twice, they'll bring. Uh, God damn it! Every the thing is that every the single is another trope. You're that's how you get lost names. on that shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's if they why aren't TV crossing the line twice, life. they're bringing about a sugar apocalypse and escaping to out a city. The reason they work so well together is that the viewers need breathers between nonstop screaming and nonstop laughing, and one can easily segue into the other. And and really, there's a fine line between the two. Yeah. There's a really fine line between it's weird. Well, they, they, they break it into, you can, you'll can you usually find one that's horror-dominant or comedy-dominant. Yeah. yeah. But but like I said, and like we said uh, earlier, making reference to, I think Tropic Thunder, which is trying to be a comedy, crosses the line into horror with the decapitated head scene um, that it's got in there. Spoiler. 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 The, but um, that's, if, that I, gonna... if I remember right, that's fairly early in the film, right? It's, it is. It's the first act. It kind of sets the just, tone. It is, it is kind of like, and they never go there again. Yeah, exactly. They, I think right, it goes a little too far because yeah, the movie is kind of like you're, you're yeah. kind of waiting for like, well, wait, you know, what, yeah. what kind of movie am I watching? That was that was the uh, the deer he saw getting possessed. By the way, I thought it was yeah. some weird dog. But no, it's, it's you know what? Get, I, I, I no, do remember, Jenna Fisher. I do remember this. I do remember this from the commentary where Gunn says, "Yeah, the deer scene." In, 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 yeah, that is. I wanted you know things to be a little cheesy. I didn't really want it to be that cheesy. <laughs> the, the deer kind of cheesed a little harder than he really wanted to be in the movie. Trey, I think it's fine, James Gunn. I have Just a weird so you know. uh, speculative question for you. Suppose okay. you did is work it on it. Is it about mopping? Uh, uh, mopping how did, uh, how did my this mic get? All? I guess when I moved, I must have moved my slider all the way up. Sorry, oh I was loud there for a second. Uh, I have it's a speculative anarchy. question. Suppose there was a movie like Slither, at least a movie that has the same sensibilities and the same division of CG guys and puppeteer guys and all those things. Yeah. Uh, what position would you be most excited to fulfill at this point in your life on a movie like this? Director. Okay. <laughs> Supposing you had to work in the in the in the in the effects side of things. Do you want to be the the head or the ass of the horse? Do you want to yeah, be like exactly. some, do you want to be like a supervisor and figure out solutions? Do you want to be a creature designer? Do you want to be a puppeteer for a specific part? Do you want to be a CG animator or a CG supervisor? You've done it all. I, I yeah. I I'd, I'd want to be the For Slither 2. Yeah. I'd want to be the 
if that if that was the movie and that was you know the predominance of what the effects are going to be, then I'd want to be the visual effects supervisor because that you know that impacts both both you know practical and and digital, and uh, it's all about when do we cross from one to the other and how do we integrate them all and uh, you know there's there's me and there's Todd Masters and there's a few other people that actually have had you know that much experience in the rubber world and uh, I have a lot of experience in the rubber world yes well we know about that but. Um, Yes, Elizabeth Banks. Nightgown for the rest of the movie. I'm down. Okay. I wish she was experiencing the rubber world right now. Yeah, in my mind she is. Dill Doe, everybody. What now? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing a condom thing. I thought it was a condom thing, too. I couldn't make up my mind because there was a, there's a good... there's a good. It works on both levels. Yeah, That's great. what's so great about it. It's, you know, it's, it's gender neutral. <laughs> rubber jokes work for everybody, except for kids. So. Except for some kids. Like, oh, my God. See, it's amazing. It's inappropriate sex humor all the way down. Yes. <laughs> or up. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think I, I think it's just a, it's just a matter of I mean I I wouldn't turn down if they go hey you want to come and and uh, you know pull a cable or something like that I go, you yeah, want to make sure. this weird tentacle wrap around yeah because I'm because I'm a total whore hey, for that stuff we, have, no we already have you on record as saying you'll go on set for anything that's true exactly and that, and that is and it's still true that I would but you asked me what I would like to be doing it's kind of like well you know I am kind of old you know I don't wanna, <laughs> <laughs> I just I kind of want to you know. I've done been in charge of enough things that I kind of like to be in charge of things. It's like if it's a thing I know about, it's like I don't want to be in charge of landing the plane because I don't know how to land a plane. <laughs> that's fine. Someone else can be in charge of that. This is a funny one. I've never seen a trope like this before. At least that's framed this way. But this is called Final Girl. And thank oh, you, Pavlich. Final it's, uh, Girl, Human Centipede. The uh, oh. uh, yeah, basically that's that's a good one. Uh, and it says the simplest definition of this is technically the last character alive to confront the killer in a slasher flick. Uh, but the character in question tends to follow a certain set of characteristics. Most obviously, almost always fami- female. Yeah. She'll also almost be certainly a virgin or avoid death by sex and probably won't drink alcohol, smoke tobacco, or take drugs. She'll probably turn out to be more intelligent and resourceful than the other victims, occasionally even evolving into the type of action girl by the movie's end. Looking at the sorting algorithm of mortality, which now I want to click on that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could say that the final girl is a combination of the hero, the cutie, and the distressed damsel, which obviously gives her a very low deadness score. That's that's very, uh, very openly... And the final girl is usually but not always brunette, and often in contrast yeah. to promiscuous blonde who traditionally gets killed off roles. That's, that's very openly uh, referred to in uh, the film Behind the Mask, uh, the, the Rise of Leslie Vernon, as it's called. Behind the Mask, the Rise of Leslie Vernon is the entire title uh, which is a mockumentary about a a slasher killer like like the villain of a slasher movie who is who is uh planning out his his rampage and it's it's a a team of documentary people who got contacted by him and are, are watching all his preparations and stuff like that so it's like this this kind of satire of slasher movies that sounds awesome. it's called behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon but he talks about he talks about selecting you know, selecting his victims and stuff like that. And specifically, he doesn't call it the final girl, but he's talking about, you know, she's going to be the one to take me down. You know, I'm going to drive her to this place and she's going to, you know, uh, she's going to find her own inner power and blah, blah, blah. And it's really interesting. You didn't happen to watch that on Netflix, did you? Because that sounds awesome and I want to watch it I right didn't, now. I didn't watch it on Netflix. Uh, it may be on Netflix. I I actually, it's it's not very well known. The the composer on it well, uh, Gordy is the a composer that I work with so Gordy he, Hobb Gordy Hobb yeah I think that's two A's that. yeah two like A's Saab. yeah probably Hobb 
Um, Unless we're saying Sob wrong, no, in which case yeah. nothing makes sense. Gordy Hub. Um, so he he composed for it. Otherwise, I never would have heard of it. But he's like, yeah, this movie I composed is playing it. You know, the Sunset Lamel. And I went and saw it. and I'm like, this movie's awesome. So I thought, I, it, I thought it was Lemley. 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 Whatever. It's spelled weird. Unsepulveda. <laughs> it's foreign. Unsepulveda. <laughs> yes, it's by right. Rodeo Drive. Kahuenga. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend that. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. It may very well be. Um, but definitely check it out, especially if you're. It's like a, a subversion of Friday the Thirteenth. It's it's like half mockumentary and half. At the end, he actually goes on his rampage, so it becomes that movie, basically. So it's so. kind of like scary movie meets Blair Witch Project. The problem with yeah. uh, with Slither cool. is that it's just yeah. full or of scream. tropes. It's or top scream, to bottom rather, tropes. <laughs> um, it's trope So I'm going to let Pavlich off the hook. Pavlich, you're good. You can stop. But there's like every horror movie trope in the planet is in this movie. Yeah. He's uh, in there in the chat room. Naughty <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> naughty tentacles. Uh, horror hungry. Yeah. And John Pavlich in the chat <laughs> says tentacles. that, uh, what was the name of that movie again? What was the name of it? Which one? Uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Is on Netflix streaming. Awesome. All right. All right. Go check it out. Here guys. we go. Now, here's the kind of fun Thank makeup you job you look forward to. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to put the b- pustules on the naked fat guy. That yeah. looks an awful lot like uh, one of the shots in the blob right before the truck smashes into you. It kind of does. I'm, I'd be in there somewhere. So there's a trade. Right in, so I'd be the, right into the, big na- fat guy. the naked fat guy going, yeah. okay, let's just shoot this. Jesus Christ. Here he comes. Whoa. Oh, God. Ah. Uh. The last thing to go Movies is... Movies are the, glamorous. The last there thing to go is the cankles. There are, there are some <laughs> moments when you're, you know, on a set that, where you kind of go, oh, God, all right, here we go. This is my life, I guess. We're going to do this. How do they do that? Do they get, like, a sheet or, like, a piece of vinyl or something like that and then just paint stuff onto it and then just slather it with goo and say, yep, that's a wall of skin? It, it, generally, yeah. I mean, there's there's details to it, but that's uh, you know. That's this is uh, this keeps looking like a CG tentacle to me that wraps around her, but there's a bunch of footage of a real a practical tentacle at the time. I think it's a little, I think it's both. I mean, I think the wrapping was CG, but uh, you know, just that looks. This is that's CG. CG. That's CG. But there's footage of them going through all the mo- so maybe they just used it as well, reference, they, or they didn't like or it. They didn't work out. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you know, the CG tentacles on a person. You know, it's still what? tricky. That happens all the time. Although well, do it on practical on sets, that didn't be, work. Yeah, either be unhappy with it or just use it as a reference yes. uh, with the intention of uh, day replacing after tomorrow. It all the time. Wolves. End of story. Uh, the most pointless uh, point. Uh, the most pointless section of a very pointless movie. That looked more real, maybe around her neck, but maybe not. Ah, no, oh, Pavlich corrects. It's not on Netflix streaming right now. It nope. used to be. Ah, which is a bummer. Don't Jeez. go to Sofa Dogs. <laughs> so dogs, you did it. this to us. Definitely rent it. Uh, it might be on iTunes. I don't know. Pavlich says it is. He didn't. He didn't say it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else does Pavlich say? Pavlich says eugenics can be good. <laughs> Pavlich says you know Hitler had a lot of good ideas. Yeah. yeah. Pavlich said things you know went wrong had, at the end. You know what Pavlich said about your mom? Yeah. My mom is a saint, Pavlich. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't think we went to the moon. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah. Trey Pavlich says just he dressed funny. He does. Yeah, well, Pavlich is right about that. In the chat room, he's freaking out in all caps. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you just been Pavliched. Pavlich. So this is uh, what I do know about shooting these kind of movies is there's a point where you kind of go, okay, there's a point where you're gonna everyone's going to start to giggle and just go, oh, God, what are we all doing with our lives right now? You know, And then you have to go, okay, let's get this done, people. Come on. Come on. Go on. Go on. Let's power At through which, it yeah. without which you thinking. Can, which you can never do in front of the actress because yeah. they are already worried about feeling stupid. Yeah. We're all covered with slime and blood and, you know, we've got 15 naked people all strapped into a latex thing and 
Come on, let's let's try and be serious about it, people. Come Bam. on now. That's Ooh. a that's a stunt there. And she gets a really solid one out of the bookcase in a yeah, second. That is a serious stunt. Anytime you can see, you know what? I, I figured it out. This is the Teague theory of how to make an impact look painful. If it hits the ribs, that's when you go, oh shit! Like when that body drops onto the dumpster and kiss kiss bang bang, and it just kind of hits him straight in the ribs, yeah. and he kind of goes off to one side. Ow! And the same thing here. Anytime you see a really solid thunk on the side of the ribs, you just expect that that person yeah. is. is uh, there that yeah. there it was yeah it's bad anyway that's a there's a tough stunt chick in the story here somewhere. aside from that the scene is really hot yeah it's kind of getting me excited yeah. yeah if you're into that sort of thing yeah that's there's the best that's the best my favorite trope in the movie it's just like kill me please okay oh, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah deal you got it wait why oh darn i don't whatever <laughs> dad you killed the zombie flanders he was a zombie? Now, this is a great <laughs> gag, and the way it keeps going is wonderful. Yeah. He, he, he lights the grenade. The thing swats it. He's like, shit! He goes to get it. He picks it up again, and then it gets swatted out the window. Now, the best one is you get the, you get the patented... You know how Bill Paxton has that grin to grimace kind of thing? This is great. Nathan Fillion's face right here. Yeah, just <laughs> the... Right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, oh, shit. Uh, I don't know... That was supposed to be the end of the movie, and I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> Ooh, threw a couch at her. Nasty. Nathan Fillion is really good at reactions, uh, and I've noticed that. That's, what, that's one of the things that makes him really great. It's like he doesn't even, he's good when he's witty, but he's even better when shit is happening, and he's you just You give like, him like two yeah. syllables and a face, and he yeah. can pull it off. Yeah. Especially in the uh, pilot of Firefly, where he sees that, I guess, spoiler, but it doesn't fucking matter, it's at the beginning of the episode, uh, that the box has and river it's Firefly. in it. Firefly, why have you not seen it yet? And he looks over to the camera, and he just goes, huh. Yeah. It is the way it's great. So, so you see he's got one tentacle in him, but he needs two tentacles to actually become one of the creatures. What so. we're saying is uh, don't watch Castle on CBS. <laughs> or whatever channel. It's that has on. to be canceled. Otherwise, he'll never do Firefly some more. <laughs> Get over it. Castle is the show we watch because Nathan Fillion isn't on something else. Seriously, next year Firefly will have been 10 years old. Yeah. It's not happening. There are Christ. other things. <laughs> yeah. It's it is scary when people go, Yeah, I mean literally saw that like someone yeah. comment like two days ago. It was like, yeah, you know, you just have to do if if only Sci Fi Channel would understand how many people would watch Firefly. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, Listen, you lunatic idiot. I loved Firefly, but stop. Yeah. Just move on with your it's life. It's time to let it go. It's yeah. like, do you, do you, you really know what would be awesome? You know what would really be awesome? Is if they, they did like a big budget theatrical movie based on Firefly. Yeah. And then oh, it would that's all right. come to it. Oh, that's right. It and they did a huge and hit. nobody went to see that. Right. So if there was ever a chance of like, no, Firefly has a huge following, prove it. <laughs> Where are they when we actually want to sell them Firefly? I like how it keeps going back to that guy with the goatee because he's giving really great monster sex faces. Just the, <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, this is the first of two little moments where that's some, the shitty slow. That's, a bad, yeah, that's a bad comp there. The, uh, the effects, and this is the other one. Watch the explosion in slow-mo. Uh, guys, don't slow down effect shots unless you're going to tell them to do it in slow motion. Yeah. Uh, because as soon as it starts moving again, it's like, oh, it totally worked. It's just when you watch it in slow mo, it's like, oh, you're doing a shitty CG effect on purpose. That's funny. Oh no, you yeah. were just wait. No, you're not. You were not informed that that was going to be in slow motion. If don't. you're going to do that, it requires more attention because it's on screen longer. That's how that works. So if you're going to make it slower and last longer, just say, y'all, it's going to be step framed. Okay, we'll do it that way. Less motion blur, right? Got it. <laughs> oh. Anyway, this is what is Brian's big, bedroom looks like is, after a long night by himself. <laughs> that's gross. That's the no, kind of, no, no, that's no, the no, kind no, of no. set we don't want to be on. No, that, no, no. That's the kind of set that even I don't want to like really. I want to go to that set to visit, but I don't want to have to spend time on a set <laughs> like that because it's just vile. It's Ooh, just, that's messed up. I'll that, be in. There's going to be outside. so much. You know, that it's just, is you know, not my bedroom, too. It stinks. That is my bathroom. Yeah, Shit. that's true. Yeah. 
That's what that's what my bathroom looked like back when you first were practicing coloring your hair. <laughs> There's still red dots on the wall from that one. But this is yeah, this is a set you don't want to walk around on. It's just like, oh, it's it's slippery, you're gonna fall on that stuff. It's you know, there's going to be at least some food products involved, and it's since, you know, a week later it's going to stink in there. It's a lot of caro syrup. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. A, it's anyway. a bad set. Last trope, Pavlich insists, everybody's dead, Dave. Everyone but the main guy and the lead <coughs> and the best friend are dead. Yeah. And the whole town. <laughs> They've wiped out the entire town. Well, I guess you're my best friend now, random girl. Yes. <laughs> From the ranch. <laughs> so how do they explain this one to FEMA, huh? Because, yeah. you know, like Greensburg, Kansas, 95% of it's wiped out by a tornado. Okay, we're going to rebuild. Just call up FEMA and go, hey, whole town's dead. Um, not going to guess how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, look, look, it doesn't matter. We were white people. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll oh. just, we'll send a Where's the line in the sand? You guys got when a, a tornado, when a tornado destroys every single human being and fuck everybody, Kansas, they don't rebuild the city. But if it, re- if it destroys half of the city, they do. But at which point do they not? At which, if it's like, we killed 95% of the people in the city, fuck you last 400 people. Well, what great. if it's not, what if it's one guy? That that Greenberg, Kansas, the 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 town that literally ninety five percent of it was wiped out a few years ago. Did by they the try tornado. to rebuild it. There, there are people there going, yeah, we're going to re. They so it's actually, higher than ninety five. Apparently, which which amazes me. Like if I were that last five percent, I'd be like, no, this this we'll, town we'll no move. longer. It's okay. guys, 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 it's calm fine. down. We'll move. It's okay. But apparently, we've really, been thinking about it anyway. Everyone we know is dead. There was a there was a radio uh, story about it a while ago, but basically with the the town. People, the 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 mayor and and town government, were like, we're going to take this opportunity to basically become a model of a sustainable small town and be a completely renewable energy, twenty first century green city or green town. So, who knows whether they'll succeed? But that's what they're going to try to do. We Republicans were like, we better nuke it from orbit. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way to be sure. We've reached the end of this, and uh, I think it either needed one one more thing or five or six less minutes. It's not massively bloated. It's just, you know, it feels longer than 90 minutes. <laughs> but the characters minutes. are sometimes. It, uh, it feels longer than 90 minutes, and I don't know how. But it's a lot of fun, and I really have a great time with Slither. Uh, and it's the kind of movie that you definitely can just watch when it's on. Uh, it's a very watchable, quick movie. I just wish it was a little bit more watchable or a little bit quicker. And if only could, it could have been more disgusting. That would have been great. There was some fun effect stuff in this. More though. goo. Brian? Yeah, I, don't, I, I enjoy it. I, um, I, did have a, I did enjoy watching it again. It's one of those things. Why? Why didn't this do better business? Why wasn't this bigger? I mean, other than Nathan filling his uh, box office poison. <laughs> but why? I mean, yeah. he's, we like we all Glow. like him. We Summer all Glow like the show killer. Yeah, we we all like him. He's he's obviously very charismatic and he's very good and you know he's he. There's no reason he shouldn't be a movie star and there's no reason this movie, you know, as good and funny and solid as it is, shouldn't have been bigger and least made more of a splash and not been a huge runaway hit i'm surprised that it hasn't gotten more of a cult following or even either. that yeah, yeah it's just com- like it completely went by below everybody's radar at the time i don't and think it it's has... outstanding enough for cult status you don't think it's so? good it's solid it's really solid it's just, it just it doesn't have that thing where it's just like this how how has no one ever told me i had that feeling with constantine yeah. but i haven't had that feeling with slither in the it in doesn't, this and the last time i, I mean, watched maybe it. I, it's on, trying on to have the water cooler is... moment it doesn't I mean, the exploding fat chick is probably the closest it has to the water cooler moment. But, uh, yeah, it just, somehow it doesn't quite transcend beyond, yeah, that was a good, fun, enjoyable... Your movie was nice. ...approximation of an 80s horror film that was watchable from start to finish. But it's not like... It doesn't have the, oh, my God, you have to see this universality. 
Yeah. To make it it's like a, a so, it's like a solid B of a film. I guess I agree with that, and uh, probably because you know those those '80s movies. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe they fucking pulled that off. You know, they got a guy turning into a fly. They got all that crazy shit in the thing, and yada yada. And this one, you know, being 2006, it's like, yeah, they paid some computer nerds to do their thing. You know, is is how people look at it, and it's like, of course there were effects. There's effects in romantic yeah. comedies now. How is that supposed to impress me? So, um, that that I I think maybe you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't have something really powerfully um, like, oh my god, I've never seen that before. It's it's, but it's but it in my in my view, it's you know perfectly solid. Like you said, it's a great approximation of the '80s horror films that I love. Definitely. Sarban says it hits all the right plot points and by the numbers, but nothing special. Yeah, Trey, yeah. do you feel that yeah. way? I do, and 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 I say bravo because yeah. God, God knows how many we should all aspire to do that badly in a film that we yeah. might make. You know, it's like it's it's a solid B in today's world is like you know if we're grading on curves now, it's like yeah. Well, know. if we're talking about the you know the Inception thing, it's like it, this is the this is the least amount I'm willing to accept in terms of quality of movies. This yeah, this is solid. Yeah, you know, it's we'll not totally amazing, but it's solid. It's, I will take I will enjoyable. take this four times before I'll take GI Joe. You know that's that's at least you know there was somebody who wanted to you know because it's a low budget or you know more of a low budget film. I mean, what what was the budget on this? It wasn't a zero budget film. They had some money, but um, I'll check real quick. You know, obviously, obviously, it's not a huge budget film. There's a lot of sort of you Probably know. 20, 30 million you know, winging it kind of going on, you know, it's, and that's great. Um, but it was, it, you know, there was there was someone who said, here's what I want to do. I have an idea for a movie I want to make, and he got to make that movie, and uh, and that shows, and you can see that. 15. Yeah, 15. Ooh, it's, wow. you know, it's it's really, really cheap. For Domestic gross, 7. 7.8, so almost Yeah, eight. so, you know, that's A little really more sad. than half. When you make a movie for 15 million and you don't even come close to breaking even, then that's really unfortunate. And and I don't know, I mean, I don't remember it getting a lot of... Press. I don't remember getting buzz at all. Yeah. Aside from uh, in LA, it got decent marketing, which means everywhere else it got none, pretty much. Yeah, which is it's shame because they really should have got behind this. I think this, you know, for 15, 15 million? 15 million? Jesus. Yeah. It's like it's really impressive for fifteen million. Yeah, you know, and and like, how do you how do you not promote you know for something for fifteen million and and you know how do you not make fifteen million on anything? Anything at all? Yeah, he says. Uh, Dodson in the chat says you have to try to do that badly. Yeah, exactly. It's like to the studio dump it, or what was the deal with it? It's you know, like I said, it's. I think it's a great film, and I think it's a great film because it was you know, it's a film that you know someone wanted to make, and they wanted to make a certain kind of film in a certain kind of way, and they achieved that. And for fifty, if you can, if you can do it for fifteen million, you get the chance to do that nowadays. Because at fifteen, fuck, we don't care what you do with fifteen million. We're not going to release it either. We can either do laundry this week or <laughs> yeah. give you a movie. Yeah. We don't care because we're not going to show anyone. We're yeah, just, exactly. It's know. not like we're, anyone's ever going to see it. It's a charitable it, so. donation. You know, so I think it's great. And I think, you know, of all things to, to pick, you know, what a, you know that there, there was a guy out there who had access to millions of dollars who said, I'm going to do an homage to 80s body horror schlock movies. God bless you, James Gunn. I salute you. And until next week, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash downinfront. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Join us at the forum, downinfront.net slash forum. Involve yourself in the community and the conversation. It's a wonderful group of people, and it's growing every single week. That's where we announce the live shows that happen every single weekend at downinfront.net slash live. But the forum will tell you when and what's movies and all that stuff. It'll be fun. Whatever. Uh, go to the store. Buy your shirts. We don't know about Amazon yet. We think it works, but we don't know. And 
for now, just forget it happens because you never buy them anyway. Fuck it. Mm. And uh, if you want to just give us some money, we appreciate oh, that. We're not asking. passive aggressive. Yeah, we're just we, we had to sell there. That was great. Yeah. PayPal. Tell, you you marketed that like Universal marketed Slither. Yeah. yeah, you can see it if you want. Fuck you. We don't care. Whatever. You know what? It's If you don't, that's better. Yeah, that's it's better. better. Yeah, you know what? We don't want you to go see it. All right? How's that? That's how Universal would be if Slither had been in the theaters for two years and no one had seen it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, and the uh, <laughs> website was designed and maintained by Holden Hill. Matt Shape Beta is the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes. And until next week, my name is T. Christie. Brian Pinnitor. Thanks, Scott. Jay Stokes. And this has been down in front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. Oh, John Pavlich stroked. Pavlich. Yay, Pavlich. Hey, good night, good night, good Pavlich. Go to bed, Pavlich. Meat. Meat. Wow, when you put those two things together, that's weird. Go to bed, Pavlich. Meat. What? Nothing. Go to bed. Sleep tight, dear. Friendsinyourhead.com.